The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight, 933.93. It is Pat Gray. Uh, great to have you here on this Friday and the last day of existence as we know it. The last full day. I will have part of tomorrow, I guess. And then the world ends. So you got to get to everything that you've been wanting to talk about. Today. you got to get it in within the next three hours. Right. Okay. Because uh, uh, tomorrow is Apocalypse Day, uh, according to the numerologist who said, you know, 33 is a big deal because it was 33 years that Jesus lived on the earth and then it's been 33 days since the total eclipse of the sun in North America. And so that means the apocalypse begins. If you're looking for signs, and we should be because the Bible tells us to, it certainly seems like there have been some things happening that you could conceive to be signs, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes, fires, floods, you know, catastrophes in diverse places. I mean, that's going on. So whether or not that signals the end of uh of, of this existence as we know it I, I i really don't think so but he says the apocalypse sort of begins tomorrow i guess so it's not that the world just is going to blow up tomorrow oh it's just that this i think he believes tomorrow is the signal of the seven years of whatever catastrophes and wars and all that 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 would really suck if, if he turns out to be right on that i got news for him that started really suck more that's a lot more recent than tomorrow well, yeah, That's I been, mean, <laughs> you could you could conceive that that was been going on for 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years. Really. Man-made climate change was doing it. Here's something really strange. Um, apparently, if you've been following what's going on in Mexico City with the earthquakes and trying to dig people out of the rubble, there was no girl in the rubble. There was no little girl that they were trying to save. We've heard for the last three days about this little girl they're trying to get to she is with four other students, and she's been texting the rescuers and saying, yeah, we're okay, but we're down here. There's five of us. There's four other people besides me. Uh, apparently, that's completely made up. That is really weird. Uh, hour after excruciating hour, Mexicans were transfixed by the dramatic effort to reach the little girl, thought to be buried in the rubble of a school destroyed by the 7.1 earthquake. She reportedly... Wiggled her fingers, told rescuers her name, and said there were others trapped near her. Rescue workers called for tubes, pipes, and other tools to reach her. News media, officials, volunteer rescuers all repeated the story of Frida Sofia with a sense of urgency that made it a national drama, drawing attention away from other rescue efforts across the quake-stricken city and leaving people in Mexico and all over the world, really, you know, transfixed to the story. I keep checking the news for any update. Have they gotten to her yet? Nope, because she never existed. We want to emphasize that we have no knowledge about the report that emerged with the name of a girl. According to Navy Assistant Secretary Angel Enrique Sarmiento. Oh. Thank you. I'm here all week. That was good. We never had any knowledge about that report, and we do not believe we are sure it was not a reality. Why would you do this? Who did this? Hmm. Whoever did it needs to be prosecuted because they've taken effort away from other places. Why would you? That is so weird. Yeah, and they took a communist artist name to name this fictional little girl, little yeah. Frida. 
Yeah. Hmm. Why would you? Why would you do this? It's just really, really strange. Uh, also, yesterday, some pretty big news about Aaron Hernandez, uh, and it, maybe it explains a lot. They said he had severe advanced CTE. That's that concussion disease that football players get. And, you know, if you're to listen to the reports, all football players get it every time. And, of course, that's not true. You have to be dead before they can test you for it. So uh, I think 109 out of 110 deceased football players did, in fact, have it. Uh, And that includes now Aaron Hernandez, who was obviously convicted of murder. Uh, sentenced to life in prison. He uh, committed suicide after he was exonerated of other murder charges that he was also, you know, that he also had pending. And and right after that trial, where he was found innocent of those charges, and they were going to appeal the original conviction, uh, he took his own life, which didn't seem to make a lot of sense because, you know, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel here. Only 27 years old. And he's got stage three or four, they said, uh, CTE. And that's, these guys just, <clears throat> they can't seem to handle life when when that CTE kicks in. And, you know, from Junior Seau to uh, Dave Dewerson to all, all kinds of really renowned football players have succumbed to this illness. And it kind of, it, it makes them, uh, uh, it changes their personality. Um, it's... incredibly painful they've got these headaches and it doesn't stop it's just really sad really really sad and so Aaron Hernandez family and his girlfriend are suing the NFL my guess is they're going to get a a huge settlement out of the NFL the NFL I I, I would imagine would settle before it gets to court but then that sets the precedent as I said there was it wasn't 109 out of 110 it was 110 out of 111 and so all of those families are going to be coming for theirs, too. I don't know. I mean, if this doesn't stop or slow down, how do you have an NFL? That's, I mean, this could ruin the National Football League. This could, this could alter completely uh, football, at yeah. least alter it, to where, you know, you, not only can you not tackle with, uh, with your helmet targeting any portion of their body – you can't tackle. You're going to have to do flag football, touch football, mm-hmm. and then you might as well forget it. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do, you, you might as well forget it. Nobody's going to watch NFL flag football. No one. That's where we're headed. Yeah, I mean, and they've even loosened up some of the rules that, that open mm. up the field more. And uh, Yeah, I'm really afraid it's going to Make it football. very difficult for tacklers, particularly in college, where, you know, if your helmet grazes the aura of the other guy's helmet, you're out of the game. Get out. And if it's this bad for the NFL, who's going to want their high school kids subjected to it? Mm-hmm. The worse this problem seems to the American people, the less people uh, that are going to enroll their children, their their boys and uh, you know girls too, because let's not be gender specific. Mm-hmm. Of course, girls can play in the NFL. They just choose not to right now, but they're good enough. <laughs> they're good enough. Anyway, <laughs> that you'll start to you'll you'll start discouraging your kids from getting into football. You'll try something else so that's not going to injure their head. Um, if my, you know, I'd even I, as much as I love football, I I'm not sure. Of course, my wife already did. She kind of discouraged our our younger kids. Our oldest played football in high school, but mm-hmm. our our other two, she kind of directed them a different way, and so we played baseball and we made that the uh, the extracurricular sport. But 
you don't you don't want to ch- who wants to chance it it's not worth it and it is to the people who play football because they know about it they know the risk they know what could potentially happen they know there could be life altering injuries i mean there've been guys who've been paralyzed for life from the neck down uh daryl stingley for one um th- there've been people who that have back problems the rest of their life, knee problems the rest of their life, shoulder injuries the rest of their life. And it really alters their well-being. And now with this CTE thing that brings on uh, mood change, personality change, intense pain, uh, depression. I don't Who wants to live with that? But again, you know, when, you, when there's the, I mean, it's fun. Uh, we all love football. I love to play it. I, I loved to play it when I was younger. Hmm. Uh, I love to watch it now. And who doesn't? We all do. What position did you play, man? I played all kinds of positions. Wow. Uh, I was. Uh, I played uh, wide receiver, tight end, fullback. Wow. Linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Was it like? Because there's not a lot of people that live in Montana. Was it like when I was really young? I played quarterback. Oh wow! Yeah. Was it like Bugs Bunny? It was like you against the world, or like did you guys have eleven on eleven? Or because yeah, I know in parts of Nebraska, I mean it's seven 11. on seven. I mean it's so yeah. sparsely my, populated. My town's not that small. Right, Helen and I, I got mm-hmm. that. Okay. Main streets. Yeah, right. Main streets. Right. You had to play football to learn to survive. You that's know, right. Got to get tough. Yep. Huh. Well, that's cool. So anyway, it's it's just that. Uh, these guys, and they'll all tell you when when you sit down and you talk to them about it, they will all tell you. Uh, I'd get out there anyway. Uh, it's worth the risk. I understand the risk. I'm going to do it anyway. And virtually to a man in the NFL, that's what they're saying. And if they're not saying that, they're they're retiring early and getting out while they can. You know, like Barry Sanders did. Barry Sanders was at the peak of his career. He was 29 or 30 years old. 29, I think. Hmm. And he got out of the NFL just like that, and never came back. Peak of his career. Nobody leaves the NFL at the peak of their career, except Barry Sanders. He was the all-time uh, leading rusher in NFL history, right? Yeah, and then Emmitt Smith broke that. Isn't that, wasn't? I don't think, he, no, he Barry stopped, Sanders, huh? he stopped like a thousand or fifteen hundred yards really? short hmm. of uh, of uh, Walter Payton's record. My bad. Yeah, he stopped just short, and they're like, wait, don't you want to play at least until you break break the yeah. record, and then, st-. nah, it You're wasn't right. important enough to he him. He was exactly fifteen hundred yards short of Walter Payton. See? Mm-hmm. Who do you think you're dealing with here, Keith? I'm clearly, you think you're out of my with? league. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this Aaron Hernandez lawsuit. You feel really bad because there's so much uh, wasted potential and and such a uh, promising young life and a talented guy. Um, he was he was a really good tight end. Played on the other side of Rob Gronkowski and. He was a rising star, an all-pro, and then, you know, murder charges and suicide, and man, just really sad. So, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what happens and if the NFL just gives him a bunch of money and tells him to go away, and you never find out how much money it was, because they don't want all these other families to know. And yet, you know, a lot of the $10 billion the NFL profits every year going to go to this problem. It just it has to be that way. It's, there's no way around it now. There's no way. I, I, I don't see how you avoid it. Um, also, uh, we got to get into this Keith Ellison thing, comparing illegal aliens to Holocaust survivors. We got Tim Cook from Apple uh, talking about illegal aliens. Well, in fact, let's, uh, let's show you what Tim Cook said. 
I think this was during the launch of uh, iOS 11, which what what the, what what does that have? You got a, a new operating system, and this is what you're talking about. This is about basic human dignity and respect. Illegal aliens. That's what he's talking about, and the treatment of them, and leaving them here, or letting them stay, or granting them amnesty. No, it's not. It's not about basic human respect. It's about respecting the law. It's about saving our country because we we can't just say yes if you want to come come. This is madness. It's just it is that simple and straightforward. No, on the broader subject of immigration, Mm -hmm. uh, if I were a country leader right now, Mm -hmm. my goal would be to monopolize the world's talent. Oh, I'd want every every smart person coming to my country. Yeah, we don't know if they're smart people because. We're not monitoring them as they come across the border. See, that's the problem. We can't control which people are coming here. Yeah, of course you want every smart person. Yeah, who wouldn't? Yes, we want every smart person. That's not who's sneaking across our border. Is it? Are highly skilled doctors and IT people and rocket scientists sneaking across the southern border? Uh, for as a rule no <laughs> no <laughs> but so what what are you talking about of course we want legal immigration that includes really smart people and if you're not really smart you could still come but what do you offer us tell us what you can do tell us what you do bring to the table every country on earth wants you to embellish it not diminish these people are just how do they get so stupid how do they? I don't understand it. So smart people create jobs. Jobs. And, and jobs is the ultimate. Um, I think it's jobs are, not is. that create a uh-huh. great environment in a <laughs> yeah. country. Right. A land of opportunity. A land where everybody can do well if you work hard. Uh, these are the things that drive people. It gives people a sense of purpose. Yeah, it's also helpful to follow the law. It's also helpful when the first thing you do... Uh, as a new person who resides in this country is to break our law. That's not a good way to start out. I don't know, because then you're also breaking other laws like uh, identity theft and uh, tax evasion. So hmm. that's not a good start. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to we're going to talk about misunderstood lyrics. We'll tell you the genesis of that, and uh, we'll get into some of that fun later on because obviously it's the last it's the last day of earth i guess right. uh, tomorrow is the apocalypse yeah 888-900-3393 it's pat gray unleashed pat gray on the blaze radio network Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Kim Jong-un responded to the threat from Donald Trump earlier this week when he spoke at the UN. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. I I know somebody named Fat Little Douche. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's his nickname. Okay. But you start with the actual name and then, then you you know, during the, during the the scope of the story. You kind of mix it in for flavoring. Right. Okay. So this fat little douche responded to uh, Donald Trump Thursday night. Uh, the North Korean leader 
issued this response. I expected he, meaning Trump, would make stereotyped prepared remarks a little different from what he used to utter in his office on the spur of the moment as he had to speak on the world's biggest official diplomatic stage, but far from making remarks of any persuasive power that can be viewed to be helpful to diffusing tension. Oh, and nobody knows how to be helpful <laughs> diffusing tension. Nobody knows better than Kim Jong-un, right? He made the unprecedented rude nonsense one has never heard from any of his predecessors. At least that, that part is certainly true. From there, the, the statement gets a little weirder. Uh, he says, a frightened dog barks louder. I'd like to advise Trump to exercise prudence in selecting words and to be considerate of whom he speaks to <laughs> when making a speech in front of the world. <laughs> you know, when you're talking about an authority on speech and good speeches and uh, being diplomatic, I always think first of Kim Jong-un from North Korea. The mentally deranged behavior of the U.S. president openly expressing on the U.N. arena the unethical will. He didn't say he wanted to. He just said we'd have to. Uh, the unethical will to totally destroy a sovereign state beyond the boundary of the threats of regime change or overturn of social system makes even those with normal thinking faculty think about discretion and composure. I mean, this guy did not write this. <laughs> this guy has never spoken these words in his life. His remarks remind me of such words as political layman and political heretic, which were in vogue in reference to Trump during his presidential election campaign. After taking office, Trump has rendered the world restless through threats and blackmail against all countries in the world. Really? Who else have we threatened? He's unfit to hold the prerogative of supreme command of a country, and he is surely a rogue and a gangster fond of playing with fire rather than a politician <laughs> you know though the way he usually speaks this is kind of tempered uh-huh you know he's not throwing out more threats it's a little bit uh temper i think they're a little concerned about the rhetoric right i think they're a little concerned well wait a minute however the u.s has never talked to us like this sure. before but pat a frightened dog barks barks louder louder and he's he's barking a little bit softer. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but, but I, I think it's been effective. I think what Trump is doing has been fairly effective. How many stories in any given day do we just sit back and go? There is such a lack of awareness. Self awareness is all just of them. gone. Only all of everywhere. Them. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pack Ray unleashed. Uh, let's go to Dave in Ohio. Hey, Dave, you're on the blaze. Hey, I'm Pat. Yeah, so I listened to uh, Keith Ellison. You were playing where, you know, he's going to take all these people. And uh, just that philosophy where you get like Rahm Emanuel and other uh, pretty much leaders, even people in Congress, the lawmakers, are starting to tell the American people that we're breaking the law. We're going to accept these people and breaking the law, obstruction of justice. We're doing it, but we want you to abide by the laws. If you don't, we're going to prosecute to the full extent of law, but we're going to break it. You should follow it, but we're not going to. And I think a lot of Americans are just literally sick of that philosophy that I can go to jail if I don't pay my taxes or I speed, I could get a mm-hmm. ticket or I do anything. I think people are sick and to the point of like, why am I following the laws? And the lawmakers, people in charge supposed to be setting an example for the people, are just breaking the laws and saying, well, you know, 
screw you, you can't do nothing to me because I'm special. I'm a politician, and you're just a peasant. Yeah, that's what comes of a nation that doesn't enforce its laws, that isn't a nation of laws anymore. It's a nation of men and their, and their opinions and, and their agenda. And, and, and sadly, we've been that way for a while. I mean, that's, it's, yeah, you're in, it is very sad. And I mean, the people, I mean, are just, are, I think are just, are so tired of it, are just to the point, like, I mean, to a point, why doesn't, I mean, here's one, I mean, you'd have to fight the IRS, but everybody should just basically file their taxes now where I'm going to have to pay at the end of the year, right? And then Mm -hmm. tell the IRS, screw you, I'm not sending you a check instead of having them taken out of your check every week. Just pay at the end of the year and then just don't everybody get together and we're not paying the government no more. Okay. How would they like that when they'd be like, oh my God, whatever? They wouldn't. Hold on. They wouldn't. wouldn't. I always get nervous when people don't pay their taxes, though, because that winds up in a jail term as a rule. I I got a question. (laughs) Dave, 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 I agree with you that we are completely fed up, but we have the opportunity to make a change at the ballot box every two years, four years, six years. But incumbents in Congress rarely, if ever, lose. I mean, the Tea Party was an example when, hey, look, we did get together and made a change. And then look what happened. They got power. Republicans got power. And look what's happened. I mean, we're angry, but what's going to happen next? You're right. There's there's one thing I've watched, too, is I think what we need is literally you guys do it. But we need literally a good watchdog group to literally go after the media. Mm-hmm. Your job is to just go after the media and point out your job is not to don't point out what politicians say. Go after the media and tell you, you know, oh, here's Chris Matthews again, spreading his lies. Because literally somebody had a good point one time and told me the media is the fourth branch of government. It essentially I'm is. Like, now, oh, my yeah. God, that's a really good point. Now, they actually are. Yeah. And people believe them. <clears> but <throat> you guys seem to be doing a pretty good job. And I had one thing I, I think I was on your I got in the one time is one thing, too, is get a good team of lawyers and start suing. That seems the only way that it really works, and it is effective. I know no one likes to whine and get lawsuits, but it seems very effective. Well, it is. You guys have the money and power to do it, too. You have a lot of fan base, and you can make your uh, voice heard more than a lot of people can. But thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Dave. You too. Uh, Well, at least until tomorrow when the world ends. Uh, 888-900-3393. Here were the comments from uh, Keith Ellison, who's just deranged. Someone is a citizen of the United States. Add that to the people who work with a DACA recipient. Mm-hmm. Add that to people who are the parents of a DACA recipient. Add that to people who are parents of American citizens. Right. So what he's doing is saying, not only will the DACA kids, you know, the dreamers, need to be legal, but so will their parents and their families and their friends and their neighbors. And this is exactly the. <laughs> this is exactly what we have warned exactly is said. going to happen. <laughs> it's it's happening. It's it's definitely You're literally hard. talking about a hundred, over a hundred million Americans who are in some way, way more than a hundred million. They're not maybe, Americans. Maybe well over that who are deeply connected to people who have immigrated to the United States. Some with official papers, some with none. So this is not someone else's fight. This is all of our fight. But some people are in the bullseye, and others of us are not exactly the target. Therefore, it is our responsibility to stand up, fight, and do the right thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm. I'm one of the people who believes we should give our neighbors sanctuary. <laughs> and if you ask yourself, what would I do if I was a Gentile in 1941? Don't do it. If my Jewish neighbors were under attack by, He's doing it. by, the, by the Nazis. He, give them sanctuary. He's comparing uh-huh. people here against the law 
breaking the law, non-citizens who, when caught, will not be put on a train and sent to a concentration camp to be killed, but rather sent back to their home country. He's comparing that to the Holocaust. That, I, that is despicable. And again, if this was Glenn Beck talking about Nazis, he would be savaged. And he'd be savaged by the Jewish group. What's, your, what's their names? Uh, the uh, Anti-Defamation League? Yes, the Anti-Defamation League. That for some reason they've gone from supposedly protecting Jewish interests to if you ever mention protection of Jewish interests with the Holocaust and hey we swore we'd never let that happen again so let's remember what happened then they they threatened to sue you and boycott you and but if Keith Ellison compares illegal aliens to Jews in the Holocaust that's perfectly fine shame on him wow that's just bizarre triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is Pat Gray Unleashed Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Podcasts that explore religion and culture. Why isn't I waka waka and I start doing shtick may not be appropriate. You know what I <laughs> right. mean? And it's, it's hard to go, wow, Doc, uh, I can't turn you off here. Maybe you get the, you know what I mean? It's already out there for you. But you can turn off a program. The Morning Blaze, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Great. I really like this. I like this campaign. And if you've ever seen Cosmo, you know this is accurate. You know it is. Only Jeffy wouldn't think this is uh, this is accurate. CosmoHurtsKids.com is on a mission, you know, to, to spare kids from the pornography in Cosmopolitan magazine. The founder is Victoria Hurst. She's from the Hurst family. The Hurst Corporation is actually the publisher of Cosmo. <clears throat> known as, well, it's known as Cosmo. The actual name is Cosmopolitan Magazine. So Victoria believes that Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to children. Uh, Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is, isn't trying to censor the magazine. They don't want to drive them out of business. Her goal is just to have states material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo like it is other forms of porn. Uh, then it wouldn't be able to be sold to anybody under 18. Too much to ask? Absolutely not. So if you want to learn more about this, about the Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign, please visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out how to protect your children and other children uh, from this. We all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under 18. If you're an adult and you want to do that, that's up to you. Okay, And if Cosmo wants to continue to publish what they publish, that's up to them. But you shouldn't be able to buy it if you're a minor. Visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. 888 uh, A little later on, we're going to get into the kindergartner we talked about a little bit yesterday, who was suspended from school because he, okay, five years old, five. And the teacher asked him to take his backpack off before he went in, into class. And he said, uh, I, I can't take off my backpack because there's a bomb in it that will explode if I take it off. Now, if you're the teacher, are you going to say, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
he is threatening this school with blowing up the school. Or are you going to say he's he's pretending he's a five-year-old kid? I don't know. I I mean, I think I'm going with the latter. Hmm. I, I really think so. Um, but there was an incident on August 31st. First of all, kids shouldn't be in school on August 31st. That's Thank still you. summer. I think that's the biggest crime summer. in the story. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, in Texas, they started, I think, on the 15th or 16th. And in some states, they were in August 8th. Yeah. What are you doing? It's getting, uh, it's out of control. Had I been in school and we went back to school in August, I I would have quit school. Whoa. That's all. I just would have quit school. Really? Yes. Well, until September anyway. Uh, you were just gone. You would wait till Labor Day and then show me. Like, my parents oh, I'm here. My parents may have disagreed with that, uh, but I, I mean, we did not go back till after Labor Day. Uh-huh. We were done virtually at Memorial Day. We went back at Labor Day. We had the summer. I, what is this now? It's crazy. Anyway, uh, Riley is his name. He's five again. Keep in mind, he's five. five. Okay. Uh, he his. Uh, they called up his dad. Oh, actually, the dad is Riley. The kid is Jackson. They called up his dad and said, hey, we're going to suspend your kid. You need to come get him. And he said, "Like, well, I'll come get him, but I'm not sure the suspension is going to do any good. And they said, well, it's what we have to do. Uh, so they did. And Riley, the dad, says, Jackson loves teachers. He loves the teachers. Uh, his wife and he like the teachers. They have two kids in in the school, and they think the teachers are amazing, but it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction, and, and I think so, too. It's just like, come on, can we ever use our noodles on this? Could you have asked, uh, Jackson, Jackson, are you playing here, or are you pretending, or do you actually have, have you met, fashioned a bomb at five <laughs> years old? And then you put it in your backpack. What's this kid watching? did your parents fashion a bomb and expect (laughs) to blow you up with the rest of the kids at school? Huh. Couldn't we not noodle this out a little bit? Anyway, we're going to get into that because Jeffy takes issue with this. And I think Keith does too. Um, (sighs) Then there's the Muslim who beheaded his co-worker. He's speaking now to police. Do you remember this story? A co-worker in uh, Moore, Oklahoma. Yes. Cut off. A co-worker's head. Yeah. Uh, and police have now re- released what he said after they asked him why he did it. Uh, they asked him if he regretted his actions, and he said, no, I don't feel regret, because you know what I've done. That's probably going to make Von Foods, which is where the incident occurred, a better place to work for a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong. It's happened once or twice in the past but that seems that seems uh contradictory to common sense there and this was back in uh, september 2014 mm. he was suspended from his job because a co-worker said that they'd gotten into an argument after he said he didn't like white people nolan returned with a knife and stabbed and beheaded 54 year old colleen hufford and attacked another woman, Tracy Johnson, who had issued the complaint about him. Wow. And they're wondering, well, does this have anything to do with uh, extremist Sharia law or extremist Muslim jihadis? No. 
No, it's just another workplace incident. That's all. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. workplace violence. Yeah, not nothing to see here. Let's hmm. move along, everybody. The HR handled it, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a perfect issue for HR to handle. Mm-hmm. Totally. They're all pretty well trained in beheadings and how to avoid them. I can tell you one thing. I bet it wasn't a butter knife. No, probably not. Uh, also, as far as uh, these school situations, another teacher has sent a letter home with her kids here at the beginning of the school year in Tallahassee, Florida, about her gender neutralness. <laughs> she, she sent a letter home with all the kids, which mm. which said, uh, one thing that you should know as parents about me is that I use gender neutral terms. Oh, goody. My, right. my prefix, you know, pre, like Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. My prefix is mix, MX. <laughs> And then she puts in parentheses, pronounced mix. Okay. Additionally, my pronouns are they, them, their, instead of he, his, she, hers. I know it takes practice for it to feel natural. No, hun, it will never feel natural to any person because you know what? It's not natural. Uh, but in my experience, students catch on pretty quickly. Teacher added, we're not going for perfection, just Making an effort, exclamation point. <laughs> and the note was signed, Mix Bresak. <laughs> Mix Bresak. Oh, I got to see this. I, come on. Mix. And your gender, your pronouns, are they, them, there? That's Those are plural pronouns, pumpkin. Those are plural. I'm not going to call you them. I'm not going to call you they. You're, you, I'm sorry, you can't just change the English language to fit how, the way you feel today. That's not how, how society works. I don't have to go along with it, and neither do, neither do my kids. That's what I would have said. Fortunately, I'm not in that school, so. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, Her name wow. is Chloe. Yeah, it's Chloe. Chloe Bressack, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to find, I, I need to see an image of Chloe. I've got, I've got to find one. This is killing me here. According to reports, uh, the response to, the, to uh, her letter was split. <laughs> right. Shut Some up. Some parents voiced support for the teacher's request. Oh, shut up. I mean, this is how beaten down we are. Okay. If you, honey, your teacher wants you to call uh, it them. Your, your teacher wants to be referred to as them. Think of this conversation with your children. And and your child would be like, well, wait a minute. Isn't them a pronoun that's plural? Why would I call one person them? Honey. Just do it, okay? It, just do it. Oh, boy. The school's principal, Paul Lambert, told the, told the uh, local newspaper that he, he had received a little criticism, but he says we support her preference in how she's addressed. We certainly do. I think a lot of times it might be decided that there's an agenda there because of her preference. Yeah, you think? I can tell you her only agenda is teaching math and science at the greatest level she can. Uh-huh. I concluded there has been some contact from concerned parents. The thing that has brought good understanding is it's not a preference that's being applied to anyone other than the teacher. <laughs> it's just, it's a world gone Shut mad. up. It is just a world gone mad. Mark in Massachusetts. Hi, you're on the blaze. 
Reporting from the cauldron of communism, Pat. Oh, yeah, Massachusetts. Oh, they can be anywhere, quite frankly, anywhere. Yeah, pretty Uh, much. (laughs) I wanted to respond to the words of uh, Tim Cook. I own a software company and have been in in, in tech for 20-plus years, and what he's saying is absolutely specious on its face. Yep. He he wants to uh, monopolize all the talent. Let me give you a news bulletin, Mr. Cook. World-class Java developers aren't slinking across the border, right? If, if you truly want a world-class <laughs> software engineer, you're on LinkedIn. You use agencies. You uh, t- deliver papers at conferences. Mm-hmm. It is real easy to find a highly talented software engineer. So for him to make this moral equivalency, hey, Pat, I have an idea. Let's try to get the best chess players in the world. But instead of going to the World's Chess Championships and major tournaments, Let's get a couple of lawn chairs and go to the border because one of them's bound to come across. It's the same logic, is it not? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's so silly. Like I said, it's madness. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Mark. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Thank you. Uh, it really is. It's a, it's a madhouse all the time. It's, almost, it's, like that, it's like that scene from the original Planet of the Apes when... Uh, Charlton Heston realizes the apes speak and the people don't. That's kind of how I feel every single day. Every single day. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm sure there, there there's teams of doctors wearing their little doctor smog, you know, little outfits. They're just crossing the border in mass to mm-hmm. come up here. A lot of scientists right. uh, sneak across, carrying the their microscopes border. and stuff. Yeah, it's it's happening. It's a little cumbersome because those microphone microscopes can get a little bit heavy, mm. but they've got they have specimens in them that they're looking at right now and they can't stop just because they're, you know, in transit. <laughs> right. So they want to make absolute certain that they have uh, the experiment with them once <laughs> once they get to El Paso or Houston or Dallas. Uh, 888-933-93. We all know that, you know, big government is at the root of many of our problems. Um, but did you know the big mobile is contributing to those problems they take a portion of the proceeds that people pay their bill with and they put it into the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood they advocate for things like sanctuary cities uh, and gun control and there's a better way to go it's called Patriot Mobile it's the only conservative cell phone company uh, in America where a portion of your Patriot Mobile bill goes directly to fund traditional family values religious freedom and opportunities for American citizens. Starting this week, they've taken a, another great step forward. Unlimited talk, text, and data at better prices than anything you can get from Big Mobile. How much better? Well, you get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk and text that starts at 20 bucks a month. 20 I mean, that's unheard of. So how do you get Patriot Mobile? You pick up the phone right now. And dial 1-800-A-PATRIOT or just visit the website, patriotmobile.com slash pat. Use my name, Pat, in the active in the promo code and they'll waive the activation fee, which I think saves you another 35 bucks. So it's, it's just that easy. 800-A-PATRIOT or visit their website at patriotmobile.com slash pat to have your activation fee waived. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Network. Pat Gray, 888-900-3393. It's Friday. It's the last day of life as we know it because tomorrow the apocalypse arrives, according to the guy who's the numerologist. And who am I to argue? Right. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a numerologist. I don't know. Uh, so uh, our last day, so we're just kind of hanging out and having fun. And, and in a little while, we're going we're gonna to dive into something uh, that we talked about earlier in the week with the misunderstood song lyrics. And I... I'm looking at Trump again, and he got a great haircut. I don't care what you guys say. Wow. Are you still Donald on Trump haircut? has a great... Look at him. He Stop looks it. so much better. Straight on, he does. I mean, he, he looks does. so much better. <laughs> I don't know what... He should have had that done a long time ago. Long time ago. Huh. I just don't... Just, one thing he nice has... It was nice of him to accept the letter from the little kid to come and cut his hair. <laughs> one thing he head. has in common with Kim Jong-un, I will admit... <laughs> Bad haircuts. Okay, both of them have really bad haircuts. Uh, Jeremy in New Mexico in nukes. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, just just got a quick question for you. With the end of the world coming tomorrow, mm-hmm. how do you think BYU is going to do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: they're not going to lose. I guarantee you that they're, they are you, are will not sure? lose this I mean, weekend. I mean that that by team is pretty tough. <laughs> I don't know that I'd take that bet. <laughs> I don't think I would take that bet. Uh, Jeremy, are you a University of Utah fan? Is is that why you're rubbing uh, salt into my wound? My open, no, weeping but, wound? Know, but, but you know the difference between the BYU and uh, U of U uh, schools? BYU just started selling caffeine. Uh, I know. They just. Coke right, after, right, right. They started selling coke. just started and, uh, on campus. Uh, it's, it's, I, I mentioned this yesterday because U of U, uh, it was such big news. U of Somebody U students uh, snort it. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, in answer to your question, yes. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. I mentioned this yesterday when somebody called. It was such a big deal in Utah. Huge deal. I got a bunch of calls from from Utah saying they're selling caffeinated drinks at BYU now. It, it's funny because students cray. students went into the you know all the little stores on campus and just tweeted out photos of Coke. That was in the store now when that didn't used to be. Right, uh, but that's been a long, that's exciting time times. Coming. Right. Well, I mean that puts uh, puts a hindrance in the business for the stores just off campus. Yes, it does. I yeah, mean does. they're hurting now, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was big money for them. And it's interesting because you know Coke has the red can, and it's at BYU which has blue co- the color blue, and then up at Utah, uh, their colors are red and they have the blue Pepsi can. So. Doesn't make any sense. The world's gone mad. <laughs> I loved all the stories too, and, I, and while while not a Mormon, mm-hmm. it just upsets me from time to time the stories about the school and they started selling Coca Cola, but they still can't. They still have to uh, remain uh, celibate, and they still have to uh, remain. And I'm, I, uh, what? What does that Why? have to do with anything? I, I know. I don't understand. Jeez. It's kind of like the 2012 election, you and, know, Mitt Romney. I mean, literally nobody ever said anything about Obama's faith or anything unique to his religion. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Yeah, but Mitt, Mitt Romney, Romney's oh my gosh. All the time. We've go all the time. Everything. It's never ending. jeez. Oh, <sighs> and there's, you know, it's there's nothing in the in Mormon doctrine about, uh, you know, and this, it's called the word of wisdom that... Uh, 
we believe that you shouldn't have alcohol or tobacco or any of those things. Caffeine's not included in that. <laughs> a lot of people have just assumed it is because it's you know it does it's not great for you. If you take if you it's addictive and uh, can make your heart race. And so we try to do things or try to avoid things that aren't good for us. Right. It's, but yeah. they caved in and they go. They said, okay, go ahead. It's have so caffeinated now, right? beverages. It's so prevalent. They yes. almost, I mean, it's so difficult. Yes. It's a suggestion, right? Kind of like the rated it's, R movies? Yeah, I don't even know that it's a suggestion. The hmm. rated R movie thing is much stronger. stronger yeah. yeah, much stronger. I thought it Safety was. Safety tip. And, yeah. and nobody's forcing these kids to be celibate. You don't have to go to BYU. Right. What's the matter with these people? That just right. pisses me off. I know that's what I'm saying. If you're not they willing, can't do the oh, they still can't. They still have to. They still can't date. Well, yeah. If you're single, and uh, guess what? you, you can go to BYU, date. they want you to be chased. Sorry, I know that's horrible in 2017 because all our morals have changed somehow. I guess God changed His mind about having sex outside <laughs> the the bonds of marriage in 2017. Um, I don't remember the clause in the Ten Commandments. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery, and then the parenthetical, unless it's the year 2017, why then it's okay, because I certainly can't expect you to be celibate all that time. Wait, is sex out of, <laughs> marriage, like, is sex yes. out of marriage adultery? Yeah. Well, it's fornication, same thing. Yeah, the, it's, the, the, it's essentially the same deal. Yeah. The, the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. are like the, the Panama Canal Treaty. It just runs out after a certain time, right? We yeah. get to that 1999, and then it... Yeah. No, it just frustrates me that they can't just do the story. Yeah, without rubbing, without me too. making me the too. the uh, the point of the school and the religion is that's the point. It's like don't the, go there at the beginning of this year because the hype was huge on BYU's football team at the beginning of the year. They every did time have a really they're supposed good to be ad campaign. Every time they're supposed to be good, the stories come out about how old they are. Yes, every yes. single time. Well, yeah, but they're these were like senior citizens. They've got the maturity of a of an eighty year old man who's a grandfather with thirty three grandkids. Now, the average age of the players is twenty one. The average age of most other uh, schools is twenty. Big deal. On top of which, a they go on missions, on and this is what causes the age gap. They go on missions, mm-hmm. and then they redshirt a lot of times. Well, by then you're a little bit older. Sure. But when you go on a mission for two years, you're not playing football for two years. That's, that's always failed to be mentioned in the article. Always. That is not they helpful to your football career. No, it is not. It's a huge detriment. And these guys come back from their mission out of shape. They're not in that football mindset. They don't have that killer instinct anymore. And it takes them a long time to get it back. And it's, it's the biggest drawback to BYU football probably it's the biggest hindrance to them being good and yet they they seem to overcome it sometimes but anyway so they talked about that incessantly before this year started now that they're not good anymore nobody's talking about how old they are Hmm. it just drives me out of my mind uh all right Shelly in California you're on the blaze hi hey good morning Pat I just wanted to go back to what you were talking about with the teacher I saw that letter drove me nuts because I have six kids going through the system and last year, my kids had a transgender teacher. Wow. That the year before, he had been a he, but she had changed to a she over the summer. <laughs> never a word. Wow. Never a word. I mean, the kids knew, but you know what? That teacher never, ever, ever pushed her agenda onto That's my good. kids. That's great. Never changed it. And a lot of the liberals were like, my friends are like, you're, you're not pulling your kids out of his, her class? I go, no, why would I? 
Yeah. I she, don't care what you do in your off time. Right. You're not affecting my child. And that yeah. teacher obviously cared about the kids instead yeah, of her, kid, more than, more than I, herself. Right. And so finally, at the end of the year, I went back to her and I told her, you know, I said, I appreciate the fact that um, you, you know, you, you taught the course and you taught the course of math, not the course of moral judgment. Mm-hmm. And I said, and because of that, it helped my children see people are who they are, not, you know, what they want to be defined by or anything else. And she said, yeah, I was kind of worried because I had been an elected official in our city on the city council. She goes, I knew you could be pretty mouthy and um, <laughs> up there. And she goes, never once. And she goes, you never, she goes, you changed my mind about conservatives because you never took issue with me and you left both your children in my How class. great is that? I mean, what a perfect yeah. example of how we can be with each other. Yeah, just appreciate the call. Thanks, Shelly. That's awesome. Uh, just don't jam it down my throat and especially don't try to indoctrinate my kids with it. That's all I ask. I don't care what you're doing in your off time. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It's Pat Gray unleashed. The twelve-year-old in Mexico City that was trapped under the rubble was never there. Hmm. Wait, I, I, I still, I don't know why they're. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. What, what happened? That's there? weird, man. None of the stories are saying how this came to be. The, but the, there was. We're all following the story of the twelve-year-old girl who texted out that there were four other students with her. And they're waiting for rescue. And I kept checking back. Have they gotten to him yet? Well, no, because they weren't there. So. <laughs> we, were, we were transfixed yesterday. The whole world was. Trying to. She's. They got a cell phone from her. I mean, it's amazing that her cell phone still worked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, they're scratch. We've got scratching. They brought in uh, tubes for air. They didn't want to drop rubble on her. Yeah, they didn't want to drop rubble yeah, on her because they were shoring up the rest. Didn't yeah. Exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would have been okay to drop rubble on her because uh, <laughs> she, she, wasn't she wasn't there. there. Uh, but they were shoring up. Right. That they were doing like structural things because supposedly, <laughs> if they went too fast, yes. it would collapse and kill them. Well, it wouldn't have killed them. No, they would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been How fine. much time was wasted? How many lives may have been lost? While well, they were distracted by this, they could have been somewhere else. Who knows? Still thousands uh, missing, though. Hundreds yeah. feared dead. Some of, some of those buildings. 286 uh, confirmed. Just really sad. Yeah, just multiple really story buildings just laying there in rubble. You know, I mean, they're going to pull yeah. a lot of bodies out of there. Yeah. Sad. Uh, earlier Very this sad. week, uh, Donald Trump referred to... Uh, Kim Jong-un is rocket man. It might have been in this particular speech. We were all witness to the regime's deadly abuse. I'm not sure if he says it in this part, though. When an innocent American college student, mm-hmm. Otto Warmbier, was returned to America mm-hmm. only to die a few days later. <clears throat> we saw it in the assassination of the dictator's brother using banned nerve agents in an international airport. 
we know it kidnapped a sweet 13-year-old Japanese girl First from a beach in her own that, country yeah, never heard of to that. enslave her as a language tutor for North Korea's spies. If this is not twisted enough, now North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles threatens the entire world with unthinkable loss of human life. It is an outrage that some nations would not only trade with such a regime, but would arm, supply, and financially support a country that imperils the world with nuclear conflict. No nation on Earth mm -hmm. has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. The United States has great strength and patience. But if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Wow. <laughs> Rocket Man there it is. There is it on is. a suicide mission for himself. Okay. <laughs> That's what I kind of took issue with because it's like, I, I mean, know. Rocket Man, first of all, it's demeaning kind of to the office of the presidency to stoop sure to that in, in a speech to the u.n maybe maybe in a tweet Doc. maybe in a tweet even then yeah but if he had and said fat little douche you would have been on board yeah sure of course okay thank yes you. it's a much better term anyway uh -huh. rocket man complimentary yeah rocket man's an elton john song oh which got me thinking uh th that uh the lyric in that i always thought was burning up the streets of evermore which I didn't understand what that was necessarily, but it's Elton John. Why would a rocket band burn up the streets? So of I actually heaven? checked. I actually <laughs> checked, and it's I'm a rocket man burning out his fuse up, up here, here alone. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Burning out his fuse up here alone. And I thought, well, you know what's fun to talk about? Uh, and right before the end of the world, too. Guys, it's a great way to go out in this life is to talk about lyrics that you've misunderstood your whole life and maybe you're singing them in the car sometime and you're saying uh hold me closer to tony danza <laughs> and the person you're riding in the car with says what tony, <laughs> tony da danza. it's tiny dancer <laughs> you know and i think that's i think that's tony what happens danza. we that's sing beautiful. to ourselves and this just shows that we don't sing around others so often for them to catch our mistakes. And yeah. so we just go through a lifetime of singing a song wrong. Uh, so That's your really misunderstood good. song lyrics at 888 933 It's really good, Tony Danza. I hadn't heard Tony Danza before. <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Well, I don't know. That was Elton John, right? No? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe he maybe he meant that. I mean, we don't know. I mean, right? Yeah, if that were the lyric, yeah, he oh, could have okay. meant but it. Not. But it's it, not. Oh, it's not. not. It's oh, just okay. not. I see. Uh, David in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good morning, guys. Are you, actually, it's morning here. It's afternoon there. So, it is. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of things really quick. I got a song for you. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always told my wife that the reason I'm so stupid is because I played – Four years of high school football in Fredonia, Arizona, if you know where that is, right by Kanab. And um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right there. we played eight-man football, uh -huh. and I was the the stud of the school, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I – and I, I walked on. I tried to walk on for Lavelle Edwards, uh, BYU. Oh, did you? What um, year? Oh, it would have been 82. Walk-ons are never uh, treated good. No, but and well, that's you know, that's hey, when BYU was good. So are you telling me every, 
We didn't make you to make the team. Well, everybody had a great time with mm-hmm. me. Oh boy! Oh boy! Except me, yeah, yeah. No, and uh, so anyway, Walk there was an the America track. song. Um, oh, by the way, Jeffy, yes. I'm on a no, I'm on a no carb diet. I've been trying to figure out how I can chew the fat with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here and you I, are. We'll I, be doing that very shortly. I figured, I figured out that um, <clears throat> chicharrones, which is uh, the fried pork rinds, oh, yeah. they have no, they have yeah. no carbs. Pure protein. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just don't, okay. don't worry about it, David, because I'm eating enough for them. I'm eating enough for <laughs> you, so we're good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the America song where it says, I've been around the world looking for a, um, I don't know what kind of a girl it was, but mm-hmm. I always used to say more, I always used to say Mormon girl, <laughs> looking for a Mormon girl, you know? And, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's, uh, what is that song? Uh, I can't. I can't even think of it right now. I can't think but of it. But it's the, the the band America, you yeah. know, way back when. And then I met a Mesa girl down here in Mesa, Arizona. Uh-huh. And I did serve a Mormon mission in Mexico and when I when I was down there, I was I've been around the world looking for a Mesa girl. See? <laughs> See? See? And See so what then, you did there? Then I uh-huh. I came home and I got married to her. So there you go. Nice. Aww. So and the I, story has a happy ending. Still, I still ask. Well, yeah, <laughs> she's not so sure it's happy, but. Um, <laughs> All right, thanks, Dave. Um, uh, you, hey, you guys you have more? a great one. You too, you too. Uh, Jim in Tennessee. Really good. How uh, you're on the blaze? Hey, Pat. First of all, the guy's song was Southern Cross, and it was from Crosby, Southern Stills, Cross. Mac, right, not it's not America. Mm-hmm. I thought that wasn't America. Yes, you're right. Southern Cross, yeah. CSN, and why? Yeah. Well, you know when you're you're driving in your car, it's hard to hear lyrics. Remember when Alanis Morissette first came out and her song, You Ought to Know? Yeah. There's a line in there, I'm here to remind you of the cross-eyed bear that you give to me. Well, I kept thinking, one, if you had a cross-eyed bear, why would you want to give it away? <laughs> and I'm not taking cool it. have a cross-eyed bear. <laughs> and no thank you. And did you ever sing that at the top of your lungs around other people? Absolutely. I sang it for yeah. my wife. Yeah. Was my yeah, girlfriend absolutely. The time. She thought I was a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> still Has right. that changed? Uh, no. Oh, I'll always be an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. 888 888-933-93, 888-933-93, 888-933-93, if you've got some song lyrics. You know, there's uh, Elton John is really famous. Yes, for, he Because he, I don't know what it is. He, like, mumbles. He sings way in the background or something. I and he sings things strangely. Yeah, he does. And you misunderstand a lot he of those. He rolls different words into different words, and they all kind of... Yeah. Like and Benny and the, the Jets. Go, Everybody thought she had electric boobs, and her mom had two. <laughs> um, Did everyone think so that? So everybody thought. <laughs> okay. They were electric that boobs. That everybody thought of that. They weren't electric boobs. They were electric boots. boots. Oh. And her mom had them, too. <laughs> <laughs> so when everyone realized that it wasn't boobs that mom had too yes was that a an awakening moment of course for it everyone was for all those people yeah. yeah all those stupid people who stupid believe such a thing it doesn't so even make stupid. sense it should have a, what are electric boobs nobody has electric ones <laughs> of course her mom had two <laughs> how many did she have right you would think two right you think uh, Tanya in <laughs> Iowa, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. You know the Kiss song? Mm-hmm. I want to rock and roll all night. And party, party every, every day. day. I thought it, 
I thought it was, I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> that's easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Just uh, part, not all. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah, that's easy to that's do. That's not terribly embarrassing, though. <laughs> no. You know? I mean, that's pretty close. No, but I mean, you realize... Why do they only want to party part of every day? Yeah, I mean, they're it's going kiss. to rock and roll all night. You got stuff to and do. And just part of every day. Yeah, yeah you would think. <laughs> get some sleep. They're going. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to be rocking and rolling right, all, all night, night, so you got to get some rest. You know. <laughs> actually, makes more sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> it actually makes more <laughs> sense. <laughs> That's real life kiss. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I'm not sure there's any song uh, more misunderstood than "Blinded by the Light." I. We're walking down the same road because that song was thrown everybody for um, all the time. Forever. For, forever. Forever. It was. Uh, I mean, when was that song released? Blinded 70... by the Light, Wrapped Up Three. Like a Douche. <laughs> no, it was, I think it was 76, <laughs> 75, 76 in there. Yeah. But w- she's wrapped up like a douche, another roner <laughs> in, the in the night. night. No. Like, what is that? Uh, no, nobody knew. Nobody <laughs> knew. Why is but she... everybody sang it. <laughs> yes. You know. The story goes. Up like a douche, the story goes the that the guy who sang it from um, Manfred Mann had a lisp and he couldn't say deuce. Uh-huh. It's like revved up like a deuce, but he would say. But that's how. In fact, that's how Bruce Springsteen wrote the lyrics. But Manfred Mann changed it a little bit to wrapped up like a deuce, I think, or revved up, or maybe he had wrapped up like a deuce, and they changed it to revved up like a deuce. But then. But because anyway, of his lisp. lisp, it came out douche. <laughs> and wrapped and revved up came out to wrapped up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wrapped up. Here's a good tip. If you have a lisp, don't become a singer. Don't right, do it. Right. Don't sing. It's, right. A, it's one of the all-time great songs, though. I, I sure love Blinded by the Light. Great song. And nobody knew what I mean, I, I don't know what it means to this day. The other part of that uh, is when they're talking about go-kart Mozart, checking out the weather chart, see if it was safe outside. And then I always thought it was, and little, little early Burley gave my anus a curly whirly <laughs> and asked me if I needed a ride. I mean, I want to tell you something about that. Everybody thought that. The everyone actual, thought that. Everybody the, named Jeffy did, yeah. The actual lyric, and little early Pearly came by in her curly whirly and by. asked me if I needed a ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, thank you. I okay. just had my anus world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as we're on this track, are you familiar with the Tears for Fears song where he says, uh, fresh news from the force, mm-hmm. and it sounds like I touch little boys? Uh, and if you're not familiar with it. Wow. No, yeah, I don't. I it's, don't. It's, it's just, it sounds like I touch little boys. And I'm so glad that this audio now exists out there for anyone to use however they see fit. Okay. Yes. Okay. Me too. Right. 888-900-3393. You know, preparing for emergencies, has there ever been a time on this planet when it was more obvious that we need to be doing this? No. Good golly. I mean, it's... Not... I mean, it is... crazy. Amazing. I'm not, I'm not buying into the global warming thing. It's certainly not that. It is not that. But... These things go in cycles. I remember in the sure. 70s, Bangladesh got hit by disaster after disaster. Um, I mean, that and, was the National Geographic cover for years, right? right? And they did the concert for Bangladesh, yeah. George uh, uh, Harrison. Well, and then 2005, it was one hurricane after another that hit Louisiana. Yeah. And, of course, Florida uh, just got pummeled. So we need to prepare. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there about, you know, what to do and how much to prepare for. FEMA's recommendations are three days of supplies. Come on. 
I mean, if you're in Houston, people didn't get to you in three days. If if you're in uh, India, <laughs> they certainly still haven't gotten to you no. in many cases. Um, it's it's just really smart to prepare. And the people who've been doing it longer than anybody else, my Patriot Supply, they'll share what they know about preparation. Every step of the way, they'll give you personalized guidance. You can either follow it or not. But you can get their new 70-serving survival food supply right now for just $67, less than a bucket serving. So just call them today and check this off your list. Get it taken care of while there's not a disaster going on. 888-893-9140 or go online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Survival food lasts up to 25 years in these pouches. It stores. It's really delicious. It's easy to prepare. You just add water. It's fantastic. 888-893-9140 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Have a little, Blaze Radio Network. A little bit of fun on the day before the apocalypse begins tomorrow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, they, I mean you you know that right? The, the apocalypse begins tomorrow. Uh, uh, thirty days, thirty three days from the uh, total eclipse of the sun, and the numerologist says that, that that'll be the day of the beginning of the apocalypse. Tomorrow at twelve Eastern, oh, no. I think eleven Central. I mean, ask the, for it I by mean, name. Today's the first day of fall too. I was all ready to. Oh yeah, I mean at three o two central uh, is it's fall. Mm-hmm. So wow, I mean, it's going to cool right down here in Texas. Oh yeah, <laughs> all the way right from one o five to one o four. That was my favorite three, meme yeah. going around today. Uh, it's fall in Texas. You know what that means? Absolutely like nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's really true, and it's really sad. I, I hate know. that part of Texas. I I, know. If the, if it weren't for the weather, I would love everything about this. You know, weather and traffic and bugs. So other than that, other than that, <laughs> uh, Gina, totally that Gina in Nebraska, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, My song is hello. Hi. Um, the Bee Gees sing "Staying Alive," mm-hmm. yeah. and in one part, I'm pretty sure they say we can try to understand a New York kind of baseball bat. <laughs> uh, a New York bat. kind of baseball bat. Wow. I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they say. I mean, that's, it's possible. Well, it's I'm definitely look, possible. I'm looking right now. I can now. see how you could get there. Uh, it's, I mean, that does sound like... It sure does. That part of the... Let's see. A New York... No, okay, here it is. And we can try to understand the New York Times effect on man. New York Times. Oh, yeah, that's not what they say at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Triple eight. That's really good. 933. Uh, the Bee were another group. That did in the disco era that had some. Yeah, I was thinking you like should that. be dancing. Yeah, do what you can of this. That part of the song. What are they saying? <laughs> I meant to look that up the other day. You should be dancing. You should be dancing. Well, you can do the whistle, we kiss. You know that part I'm talking about? I, I've never known what they say there. Oh, okay. Uh, she's juicy and she's trouble. She gets it to me good. Wow, this is a dirty song. My, <laughs> my woman gives me power, goes right down to my blood. What you doing on your back? Ah. Uh, what you doing on your back? Ah. Uh, uh, 
no idea that was the lyric wow. until this very moment. Yeah, but what are they actually saying? What you doing on your back? Ah, what you doing on your back? Ah. Oh, yeah. Do you be dancing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing? Yeah. Huh. My <laughs> baby moves at midnight, goes right on till the dawn. Yeah, my woman takes me higher. My woman keeps me warm. What you doing on your back? Ah. What you doing <laughs> on your back? Ah. That is deep, man. Those that things, is deep. Careful. That those are deep. socially significant lyrics right there. <laughs> uh, did Barry do? Did write, Barry write that all by himself? Oh, yeah. All by himself. Uh, he, he's impressive. really, really talented. Impressive. Remember how the, I mean, the Bee Gees in 1977, Ooh. 78, every, they could belch into a microphone, it would have gone number one. Uh, and then Unbelievable. it just abruptly ended. After 1988, 1980, I think it was. Oh, they never had another hit. before that. Really. Barry Gibb had something with uh, Barbara Streisand after that. But oh, yeah. as far as right. the group, the Bee Gees, not one hit after that. Really something. Uh, we loved them for about 15, 20 minutes, and yeah. then we were done with them. Well, that, Kicked I mean, them Saturday, to the curb. Right, Saturday Night Fever, the movie, and yeah. then it was shot through the roof, and yeah. then it was gone. Yeah, sure was. Uh, let's go to Robin in Texas. Hey, Robin, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Love you, man. Thank you. Listen, uh, as a teenager, I had a big picture of Jimi Hendrix on the wall, uh, about 20 by 48. Wow. Uh, my mom comes in, and she looks at it and goes, why? So she brings my minister uncle in, and he said, quote some of the lyrics. So Jimi Hendrix from Purple Haze, there's this one lyric that says, excuse me while I kiss the sky. Right, right. And I was telling him, I said, it's, he's saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Excuse you, why? But it's actually, excuse me while I kiss the sky. Right. S-K-Y. So they ripped my poster down and thought I was being influenced by homosexuality. Oh, my gosh. Now, did yeah. you know the lyric was this, while I kiss the sky? Did you know that? No, I, I thought oh. it was kiss this guy. I okay. thought he was going to so give you, a guy a peck. So you were being influenced into homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, man. It's okay. We're not going to judge Not you. that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, come on. I, I lost my poster, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that happened to you, Robin. I know, no kidding. Appreciate the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Probably would. Uh, yeah. One that big, especially uh, if it was in good condition. Jezebel, you're in Nevada. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hey guys, good morning. Morning. Hey, that last caller was pretty funny. But I got a song for you, and I do not know the correct words. And it's a song from the '80s, and we all know it. Ready? Mm-hmm. Blinded by the light. Yeah, we were talking about like a douchebell in the middle of the night. I do not that's, know. That, that's hundred percent correct. Wrapped up like a douchebell. <laughs> yeah, we, we were talking. Appreciate the call, Jezebel. We were talking about that a few minutes ago. It's, it's revved up like a deuce, like a deuce coop. You know, an old deuce coop, which the Beach Beach Boys sang about. Uh, John in Wisconsin. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Good morning, guys. Or I guess morning. good afternoon. Good I have afternoon. one from the. Get one from the 60s, the Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm-hmm. They had a big hit called Bad Moon on the Rise. Yeah. And on your old AM radios in the car cranked up, it sounded like Bathroom on the Right. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> There's many, a bathroom, bathroom on the right. right. How many years you sing it like that? Uh, till about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Not embarrassing at all. No. All right. Thanks, John. No. That's really good. Yeah, and I, the name of the song should have been a clue to people because it's called Bad Moon Rising. There's a bad moon, moon on, on the, the rise. Right. Bad Moon Rising, if there's a bathroom on the right. 
<laughs> that would be a bad mood. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, yes. Triple eight. 933.93. Bernadette wants to talk about the uh, Megan Kelly interview with Ellen. Did you see some of that? Hey, I didn't. I did not see that. Uh, Bernadette, hey. go ahead. Thanks, Pat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn referred to it this morning, but uh, didn't have time to speak uh, about it too much. But as I was watching it, um, what I could see was that it was some kind of a setup between my, Megan and Ellen. And Megan saying to Ellen, you mean you wouldn't interview Donald Trump? And then Ellen's acting like a little old lady, kind of slinking down. Oh, no, I I don't think he has anything to offer, blah, blah, blah. And um, they were just acting like, uh, you know, uh, he's so bad. Well, she was, Ellen. But anyway, my opinion is, is that Ellen knows everything that Donald Trump has spoken up for with the gay community from years past to now. And it seemed to me like she was kind of creeping down, didn't really want to say this. And those two acted like that was their first interview they ever gave. Yeah, it's, you know, like, it's interesting the the uh, LGBTQIA uh, <laughs> theory good. on Donald Trump when he is being elected into office, the most gay-friendly president yeah. ever elected. Yeah. By far. Yeah. I mean, by far, it's not even close. And, you know, because when when Barack Obama was elected, he was saying he was for traditional marriage. His conservative values made him believe the traditional marriage. Now, he changed that. I don't know what happened to his Christian values, but he changed that. Donald Trump, on the other hand, always was supportive. I mean, Glenn gave a... Thanks, Go back and and listen, but, I mean, Glenn gave a detailed rundown of, uh, over the years, of what Donald Trump has supported uh, for the gay community. And given... Millions of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands, anyway. Yeah, and uh, for the, some reason they protest cause. him. They and yell they and just, scream yeah. about him. And they, it, it, I don't Strange. get it. It doesn't make any sense. Strange. Um, let's go to Kimberly. Uh, hi, Kimberly. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. I've got a song for you. All right. The Beatles. Mm-hmm. The girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Right. Yeah. I always heard it as the girl with kaleidos goes by. <laughs> pretty awkward situation <laughs> well yeah and how did you know she had colitis was it really uh, obvious or not obvious until you kind of got a whiff after yeah <laughs> all right thank you too much information colitis is, colitis is not good colitis is, well and you colitis would know is not good right i mean it, it takes a few years mm-hmm. to battle that <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You got a song lyric you've misunderstood for years here on the Blaze. Pat Gray unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Apparently, a lot of people thought "Like a Virgin" was uh, by Madonna. "Like a Virgin" touched for the thirty first time. <laughs> now, in her that case, that doesn't even make sense. She's like a virgin touched for the very first right. time. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, but like a virgin touched for the thirty first time. time. That's lowballing it for her now, though. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, the thirty-first time Don't nobody can nobody can forget the thirty-first time. <laughs> Don't start bad mouthing Madonna. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, this is. Uh, I love Madonna. Uh, let's see. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a wino down the road. Not as we wind right. on down the road. There's a wino down the road. Yeah. Dun, 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 Classic. Yeah, and that uh, upbeat part of the song. Noreen <laughs> in Minnesota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Um, I love your show. Thank you. And I do have to tell you before I tell you this lyric story that you once responded to a comment I made on Facebook where I said I try to live my my life so that you would never call me pumpkin. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's an awesome post. Bumper that is, That's that is great. good. Yes, okay. it is. But, um, and so you know, far you've succeeded, Noreen. I don't think I've called you putting and, or pumpkin and one time. Don't say it, don't right. say it. And I you're won't. calling the okay. show too, so I mean you're taking you're taking your life in your own hands. Big big risk here. But um, when my husband and I were first dating, we were talking about music, and he told me that one of his favorite songs was "Carry a Lightsaber," and I said, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Oh come Carry on, it was such a huge hit. Blah blah blah. It's so really powerful. Good. Carry a lightsaber. And we would go to parties oh and gosh. dinner parties and whatever, and he would engage people in this. Like, does anybody know this song, Carry a Lightsaber? It was so huge. <laughs> so it was so cute. Finally, yeah. It was so huge. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're, we're married a few years, and we're in the car, and the song comes on the radio, and he's like, this is it, Carry a Lightsaber. And it was the Mr. Mr. song. Curie. Curie yeah. LA song. <laughs> and I'm like, it, that was so powerful to you. Like, and you totally misread the lyrics. Oh, but that's misread. great. Well, yeah. the, you know, the foreign language touches to some of these songs really does throw you <laughs> yeah, off because you're not expecting that. Okay, Thank, I get that. So, so get we'll that. give him a little bit of a pass. Thank God okay. it's that song. I was, Thanks, I was thinking it was Carry On My Wayward Son. Carry, Carry On, on My Lightsaber. No, that doesn't no, work. No, it doesn't work. That doesn't work. Not uh, Paul, it, I mean, that Mr. Mister song was really interesting because they sneaked in a Christian song into pop music in the 80s, and that never happened. I hate that when they And nobody that. noticed, and they liked it. Uh, Paul in Virginia, hi. You're on The Blaze. Hey, Pat. How are you doing? Doing good. Hey, um, have we addressed Beast of Burden from Rolling Stones yet? I don't think so, no. Uh, well, it always sounds to me like, don't ever leave your pizza burning. <laughs> it's a good safety tip. I mean, that's not what they're saying, but it is a good. It's a good safety tip. It is a good safety like tip. Because why would you? I think so. Hey, yeah. Now I have a funny story I wanted to tell you, Pat. I wanted to call in a couple days ago. A uh-huh. true story. This is ridiculous. So I work in this office, and you know, most people don't know that I'm even listening to you guys, um, which is a fail on my part, I guess. <laughs> I should be promoting you, but hey. yes. a, a coworker walked in. And she said, hey, have you heard? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, have you heard about that couple on HGTV? And I was oh like, my gosh. What, what happened? Oh, she my said, gosh. <laughs> she said, this is great. The wife left the show. And I was like, well, she left the show? And he's like, but yeah, she's selling facial cream. I about spit my coffee out all over the place. Because <laughs> like, I just listened to you guys rip on this the, just the other day. Uh, I love that. I it, hook, line, and sinker. I think See? a lot of people are. A lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, the, the company Thanks for the, call, the company Paul. that's doing that is making money somehow, right? Yeah, because so, they keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, people keep buying it. Well, supposedly, they were spending because we went to the vendor and said, look, you, you've got to change that ad. If, if you haven't heard, we've talked about it quite a few times, but there's an ad that claims that Joanna Gaines is leaving uh, Fixer Upper. Not even uh, Chip knew about this, her husband, 
Uh, but she's leaving to sell facial cream because it's a huge industry for her now. Well, none of it's true. Not one word of it is true. You click on that story, though, and it, it just makes up out of whole cloth sure this massive story. And they do this about all kinds of different celebrities. They sure do. So we went to the vendor who who gets who places those ads. And we said, hey, this isn't true. This is a lie. Can you get the sponsor to stop that? Well, no. It works for them. So... Well, know, but it's we can't lie. have that on our. Well, do you not want our advertising then? Not if you're gonna you're not gonna change it. No, we're not gonna change it. Okay, well then take them off. And supposedly I was two million dollars worth of business I mean, a month, right? No, no I think it was, was okay. it was two hundred thousand a month. So it was like two point four million a year. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, but you can't Still, have those lies on your website. You can't have it. Yeah, but that's money. It's two million it's money. a year. I mean, and then I just saw that again on somebody's website, and they rotate, oh. and so it's really hard to it's get to them. Never ending. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And now every time I see it, I think, mm. how are they going to stop this? I know. I mean, someone has to. Right? I mean, so they, they have. You would to, think so. They have yeah. to pick on someone. I thought for sure. I saw one that I think was talking about Zuckerberg's wife. Okay. And leaving thought, Facebook or I leaving thought, him for, to thought, sell face cream. And I thought. Okay, well, if they start poking the bear, yeah, maybe right? then, maybe then, maybe we come to an end. Yeah, but, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but not so far. Colleen in Ohio, hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a couple of them. I grew up back in the '60s and '70s, and this was before they, you know, you couldn't get song lyrics on your computer, or we didn't have those. Right. Anyway, the first one was that "Raindrop Keeps Falling on Your Head" song, uh-huh. and. Um, I used to think that he was singing, I can see all the icicles in my way. <laughs> and I literally sang it that way for years and years until I figured out he was saying obstacles. <laughs> it's easy to get there. Although icicles aren't usually in your way. You know, they're well, kind of dripping down from yeah, the I, up, I know oh, in the north and Ohio, like we get huge icicles up here. <laughs> so it made perfect sense to you. Okay. All right. And, so, and the other one was uh, the Creedence Clearwater Revival song. And they sing, who'll stop the rain. But I used to think he was saying, who'll stop Lorraine, like a girl's name, Lorraine. Oh, Lorraine. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lorraine was out of control for a while. Yes, she we, was. They yeah. did try to stop her, but it, they weren't able to. Lorraine's a lot up here, too. <laughs> Colleen, Thanks, Colleen. Colleen, is that, is, I thought it was Lorraine. Is that a sleepy dog yawning next to you right now? You know, it, you know what? I have a, a pit bull terrier, and he's mad because when I'm on the phone, he gets jealous of whoever I'm talking to. And so he's whining because really? I'm not paying attention to him mm-hmm. because I'm talking to you. Well, oh, wow. Really Tell him we could hear him. Wow. Thanks, Colleen. I apologize. No, you're fine. Oh, it's cute. Chloe in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Uh, Growing up in church, uh, my husband misunderstood a lot of lyrics. (laughs) Y'all might be familiar with All Hail the Powers. All Um, Hail the Powers. Okay. All Hail the Power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Right. And his interpretation was let the angels prostate fall <laughs> huh. i you know i'm not terribly familiar with this song really but are you are you oh, oh we, jeffy we is Je- that sure, song sure. just take you we know we'll sit back and jeffy's all, all the powers 
of the prost- yeah. let the angels' prostates fall. Oh, I can yeah. see how you get there. Well, I can see it because that was a. It was very was confusing a, for him as a child. I'll yeah. bet. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chloe. Dave in West Virginia, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey guys, do you remember the 1980 hit by Jody Watley called uh, "I'm Looking for a New Love, Baby"? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Remember that one part of the song? She says, "Hasta la vista, baby." Right. Well, I thought she was saying, I'll steal your visa, baby. <laughs> she couldn't get her own visa? I mean, you would I think. I mean, she so had listen a... to it. Next time you hear the song, it sounds just like she said, I'll All right. steal your visa, baby. <laughs> I mean, hoping, you don't need to get testy. We're not, it's okay. I'm actually hoping to never hear that song again, so I'll not be testing your theory, Dave. <laughs> Rosie in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a song. You know the the Lola song, La 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 Lola. Yeah, by the Kinks. Uh, my husband played it over and over and over again, and drove me nuts. And finally, one day, I had to tell him that it was about a transvestite, oh. and he had absolutely no idea what the lyrics meant. Well, and I mean, the lyrics kind of spell that out, right? I know. And I said, "How do you not know that?" And he said, "Well, I just listened to the music. I never listened to the words." <laughs> well, it's kind of true, though. I mean, when you're when you're young, you I can remember. Still enjoy a song, though. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Rosie. I I remember Afternoon Delight. I never really contemplated what that was about when I was a kid. You know that it's about coming home in the afternoon and hmm. and uh, and what making a sandwich for your wife. That's right. That's what I having thought. a yeah. sandwich together. Making I, a sandwich. I huh? didn't really realize that at oh. the time. Um, Joe in New York. Hi, you're on the Blaze. <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon, Pat. I'm a longtime listener and uh, first-time caller, but I figure since the world is about to end, uh, <laughs> I might as well get in while I have a chance. There so you go. It's a good way to end on, it. <laughs> on Pat Gray, unleaded or unhinged or whatever, whatever it is. Now. Thank you. Um, I remember for a long time uh, hearing a Stevie Wonder song, which sounded a lot like my Sharia law, lovely as the summer's day. Yeah. My Sharia law, lovely, uh, distant as the Milky Way. Did you know at the time what Sharia law was? No. As a matter of fact, when I first heard the song, I had never heard of Sharia law. Right. But, uh, but now when I hear it, I keep thinking of that. It phrase. makes sense now, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to add on another one where uh, you mentioned you Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, but... There's also Count the Headlights on the Highway. Mm-hmm. All right? Right. The right. line that follows that. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the old classic, Donuts Make My Brown Eyes Blue. That one, I've never heard that being misunderstood that way. That's, But that makes sense. The old Crystal and, Gale uh, song? Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and one more, if you remember one from the Rascals, or they might have been the Young Rascals at the time, Groovin', mm-hmm. where it, I guess it's actually, uh, that uh, that would be ecstasy, you and me, endlessly, but it always sounded like you and me and Leslie. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I always, well, yeah. whoever Leslie is, him or her, or not yeah. as specific as it is now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I figured uh, since there are so many things to be misunderstood, this was the perfect place to discuss. Definitely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks, Joe. That's good stuff. Welcome here. And of course, if you're not familiar with this Stevie Wonder song that he started with, it's My Cherie Amour. Right. Again, it's That's one of those foreign language ones, right? Foreign language ones. Uh, Patricia in Texas. Now oh, you're on the blaze. Uh, yes, I have. Um, we used to listen to Prince a lot when I had my kids were younger, and oh, my daughter always thought that 
this is what it sounds like when doves cry Mm -hmm. was this is what it sounds like when goats die. (laughs) I don't know why you'd sing a song about that. Uh, It would have been kind of strange. I mean, is your daughter okay? Yes, Did you have her checked? Farm, so, yes. <laughs> she applied all, all things were applied to animals. <laughs> Thanks, Patricia. Uh, 888-933-93. 888 uh, We got more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Got an email here. Somebody thought two tickets to paradise by Eddie Money was. Yeah. I've got two chickens to paralyze. <laughs> to paralyze. <laughs> well, you don't want them running around if you're going to no, eat them. No, you don't. You know, you just no, want it to be don't. easy. You got to paralyze them first, and then, you no, know, yeah. it's convenient to go ahead and kill them and eat them. Some people don't like to just chop their heads off and right. let them run around for a while. Yeah, because like a chicken with your head cut off, that came yeah. from somewhere. Uh, yeah. Do you ever do that before? No. In your life? No, I've never oh, done okay. that. Okay. Have you done that? Yes, absolutely. You've cut a chicken's head off, absolutely, and we, then it ran around. When I, yeah, when I was uh, when I was a little kid, we, the farm we lived on had a big chicken coop. I mean, that's what we we lived on. And we used to we used to chop their heads off and let them run around between them between the milk house and the garage and the barn. And they literally did run around. Yeah, they run around. Yeah, they run around until they drop. Why? It's just what they do. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, it's a, a muscle. It's I a mean, muscle every thing. time. Yeah, it's a muscle. Every thing. time you cut a chicken's head off, it runs around. Well, I'm sure there's some farmer that said, oh, I had a batch of chickens that didn't run once, but yes, every time. Wait a minute. Have you guys ever heard of Mike the Chicken? You're lying. He lived without I a head have, for I years. Have yeah, I have heard of that. Yeah. Like I Mike the Headless Chicken lived yeah. like that for I mean, how, two how's years. How's that possible? How's that possible? You don't have a brain. You don't have something that's... I mean, that's what the frog legs twitch for days, man. They go... Really weird. Really weird. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 So are some of these song, song lyrics. Uh, we got started on this because of... Uh, Donald Trump labeling Kim Jong-un Rocket, Rocket Man, Man, which reminded me of the song, you know, Rocket Man, he's burning out Classic. his fuse up here alone, but I always misunderstood that lyric, so we're talking about lyrics we've misunderstood. Of course, one of the big ones of all time, maybe the biggest, is wrapped up like a douche yeah. uh, when you're rolling in the night, revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night is the actual lyric uh, that Bruce Springsteen wrote. But the Manford Man lead singer supposedly had a had a lisp, and I, I don't know that I believe that story, though. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, kind of weird. It is. Uh, Garth in Louisiana. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, uh, good afternoon, folks. Hey. Uh, yeah, have you guys ever heard of Richard Stans? I don't think so. And and I, I hadn't, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think, <laughs> wow, this Richard Stans must be some kind of great guy. Because when you're a kid, you know, like, you know, kindergarten, first grade, you start learning a little American history, and about George Washington, the first president, and then you learn about Abraham Lincoln, Ben Franklin. Well, these are important guys, but I couldn't wait to learn about Richard Stans because he's in our Pledge of Allegiance to, to the Republic for Richard Stans. <laughs> then when, then oh, when you get to man. third grade and you have to, you know, to, to learn if you can write cursive, they have to see if you can print well, so they put up the Pledge of Allegiance on the board. Then, oh, it's... For Richard Stans. Man, I was disappointed. I was never going to learn about Richard Stans, but I guess I didn't need to. (laughs) Apparently not. Thanks, Garth. Tracy in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hey, guys. Hey. It's good to talk to you. You too. I, um, I used to be a dental assistant up here uh, with a friend, and we would talk about music all the time on Fridays and kind of what we're talking about, how you misunderstood. And mm-hmm. Her husband, who was the mayor of Enid at one time, um, thought that Elton John sang and Susie wore her get-down tights <laughs> instead of Susie wore her dresses Tight. tight. So we always laughed. Another <laughs> Elton John. I mean, down. he just he, he garbles his phrases. Yeah, he and I, I don't know if he does it on purpose. Hey, well, I got to tell you, it doesn't Thanks, work Tracy. for him. I mean, the, the guy does not know how to have a hit. <laughs> no, because he's only got. I mean, he just doesn't like work for him at all. of them. He's got maybe eight or nine hundred. <laughs> he plays one note on a piano. Oh yeah, that's a hit song. Yeah, uh, Connor, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey guys. Hey. You guys know the song "Lights" by Journey? Yes. A few days ago, I found out that the lyric goes, when the sun shines on the bay. Mm-hmm. The bay yeah. I always thought it was, when the sun shines on the bed. So, a few days ago, you found that out? A few days ago, yeah. Did you wow. sing it to somebody and say, did they say, that's not the lyric? Stupid. No, my mother-in-law just happened to drop the journeys from the bay area. Yeah, oh, here's the reference in the song. <laughs> wow. That I happened to misunderstanding all this time. Amazing. Uh, thanks, That's Connor. Really funny. Yeah, uh, Marilyn in North Carolina. Hi. Hi, hi, Pat. Um, hi. This is hysterical, by the way. We're laughing our heads off here. Um, when I was in high school, a group of us were in a car, and Tina Turner's song "Rolling Down the River." Uh huh. It started, and um, it starts out. Um, Left a good job in the city. Yeah. Well, I I was singing "Betcha Put Y'all in the City." <laughs> And everybody turned to me and said, what are you singing? <laughs> and I'm saying, I said, isn't it bet you put y'all in the city? It's interesting <laughs> how those never have to make sense. You, you, yeah, really. you just sing them anyway. Uh, you don't even know what the words are. <laughs> it's it's got to like, mean something. They're it's got to mean something. I mean, he wrote it. I didn't. Right. Thanks, Marilyn. <laughs> uh, we've also got a bunch of people tweeting at uh, Pat Unleashed. Um, what are some of the uh, listener misunderstood? Yeah, letters? DM and DM. Uh, what about uh, "Don't Bring Me Down"? Jeff Lynn is saying gross, but everyone hears Bruce. I thought that was Bruce. Wait, I th- this is a new revelation. If right. he's not saying Bruce, he says gross. I guess right. No, I, I, I have to. No. I haven't verified that. It just came I'm in looking here. Looking it up. Right. Uh, <laughs> T.J. Morris uh, tweets uh, you, Pat at Pat Unleashed. Says my coworker is yelling "Rock the cat box." So oh, he's the clash, yeah. yeah, rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. Let's see. Rock Hold on, we got Ginny uh, B tweeting That's out. It says, um, "This one's for you, Jeffy." Paul Young. Every time you go away, you take a piece of meat with you. Uh, mm. That's funny. Actually, me. Uh huh. Take a piece of me, me. with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that one actually makes sense rather than taking a piece of meat with somebody every time they go away. <laughs> Hey, you forgot your meat. It's for Jeffy. So you can't go away yet. You forgot your meat. <laughs> you br- okay? Don't bring me down. Don't bring me down. You got me running, going out of my mind. You got Is it me. Not Bruce. Thinking that I'm wasting my time. Don't bring me down. No, 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 no. I'll tell you once more before I get off the floor. Don't bring me down. Uh, don't bring me down. Groose. Groose. G R O O S. So he's don't just making some down. kind of noise. <laughs> Groose. Don't bring me down. Gross. Weird. But 
Bruce didn't make any sense either. Who's Bruce? <laughs> Look at this. Uh, uh, Where did he come is from? Bruce, though? Is, there, is Bruce something? The autocomplete is, is putting Bruce and Bruce, B-R-O-O-S. So <laughs> it might be one of life's hmm. mysteries that will never be solved. I'll tell you one I just found out this week um, was uh, a Queen song, uh, We Will Rock You. Right. Kicking your cat all mm-hmm. over the place. That's what I've always, for 40 yep. years, I thought it was kicking your cat all over the place. It's kicking your can yeah. all over the place. I I thought it was the I cat really as well. thought he was mm-hmm. taking out his frustrations on his cat, but apparently wow. not. Jody in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. It's great that you got your show and Jeffy's right. You. When you take the chicken's head off, they flop around. There you go. Every really time? Good. Every single time. Every huh? time. Wow. Okay. Every time. Thank all right. You. Okay, this is my song. My family is a big rodeo family. And Tim McGraw came out with this song, uh, Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah, I like okay? that song. And the course of it is, uh, what did you do with your time? And he said, uh, I went skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing. Uh, bull riding. 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Right. Well, I'm singing in 2.7 seconds, you can too. And <laughs> my youngest son goes, Mom, it's a bull named Fu Manchu, and I'll, they never let me live that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jody. Uh, Brian in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, yeah, Pat. How are you doing? Doing good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just listened to all these awesome stories, and it just brought back one that my wife had told me back when she was in high school. Uh, Steve Perry came out in the early 80s with his own album and had that song, Oh Sherry, on there, right? Right. Starts out, oh, right. should have been gone on. You know, so that really awesome song. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was talking with her friends. She said, you know, it's just it's not often that you get a singer that really promotes moral values like that. And they, like, look at her and go, well, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, she says, you know, our love clothes on. Clothes on. You know, even though you're in love, you got to straight. Keep your clothes on, baby. But, you know, I'm saying that. Oh, man. I was just looking up the lyrics here today, and I always thought it said goes on instead of holds on. So, you know, I can't judge her too badly there. Right. All right. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, that was an actual uh, situation for Steve Perry. Uh, That was a real deal with Sherry. I forget her last name, but they... Uh, they were in and out of love and up and down and all around. And so he came out with that and it's our love holds on, oh, not close on. It's very disappointing that it's it's not a moral song. Of course it might be. I mean, I don't know that they took their clothes off. I have no idea. Uh, no, of course not. They triple, would, no, would, I'm sure not. Mm-mm. He's a good boy. 800-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Breaking news: McCain, John McCain. I can't, in good conscience, vote for the new wow. GOP health bill. Can't, in good conscience, vote for it. I don't know why. Who knows why? He's not going to. Because he's a lion. 
old yeah guy who needs he needs to get out of office yes this is the first time he would be on the same side of Rand paul um that's not why he's getting out. that's not why oh no oh no he just will not allow trump to have a victory on anything wow Oh, I mean, we're never going to get rid of Obamacare. It, uh, we just That's unbelievable. It's That's unbelievable. his boy, Lindsey Graham, too. And he that means he hates Donald Trump more than he likes his buddy, Lindsey Graham. And is Graham he gonna ran go for and lied. Yeah, this is his bill. It's one mm-hmm. of his deal, right? And so, uh, so McCain lied to all his constituents to get reelected, do anything to get elected, right? to get, get rid of Obamacare. And mm-hmm. just whatever happens, nah, it's not a can in good conscience. Do you have good conscience anymore, Mr. McCain, John <clears throat> McCain? I can't. It's not good. No, I mean, it is not. It, it, the Republicans have the House. They have the Senate. And they have the executive office. And they still can't, can't get a thing done that we demanded that they do. Wow, is that frustrating? Which is sure why is. we're just messing around today, because tomorrow the world ends. Of course, the apocalypse begins, eleven Central Time, twelve Eastern. If you're keeping score at home, uh, <laughs> according to a numerologist, yeah. uh, the apocalypse are you sure begins begin? tomorrow. Because I, I mean, the, yeah, the headlines said doomsday, and I thought, oh boy, this, I mean, well, it's kind of the beginning of doomsday. I, I think because he was on Glenn's show either yesterday or the day before, and it was like. Uh, I think he thinks that's the beginning of the seven-year yes. period, right? Yeah. Where where it's bad. Um, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So you know we're talking about misunderstood lyrics. This all started this week when when Trump called Kim Jong Un Rocket Man, and it reminded me of the song which I had always misunderstood the lyrics. Burning up the streets of Evermore when it was burning up his fuse up here alone. alone. I mean, it doesn't even make sense it, that it, I it, thought it, that. And we found and we found throughout the course of today sense. so far that a lot of them don't. No, Makes they really sense. don't make. No, they don't. Uh, then there's. Then I saw her face. Now I'm gonna leave her. Well, that one works. That <laughs> I like that. Does one. work. Obviously, she's butt ugly, and you hadn't seen her face before. Right. <laughs> Not that I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. <clears throat> All right, let's go to Mary in Arkansas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey there, Pat. Hey. I'm going to tell a story on myself about a song that I purposefully misled someone about the real meaning of the words. Okay. It was that song, Michelle Mabel, uh-huh. and my daughter's name's Carla Michelle. So she was a child, we were listening to the radio, and I would sing, Carla Michelle, these are words that go together well, Carla Michelle, and she thought that's what they were saying because I told her I wrote the song, mm. and I I saw to it that it got okay, published, and now it's been... Uh, recorded and it's her song and she believed it for years until she got old enough to tell her friends and her <laughs> friends oh, let no. her know it oh boy and i bet they did let me know it and told me that she will never forgive me for misleading her <laughs> wow that's kind of an elaborate hoax actually uh, I, could, I get the lyrics i get the singing of the lyrics and it's your mm-hmm. song but then you went so far as to say you wrote it and you got it published. <laughs> that's and, yeah, a lot. I mean, Mary, that's a that's, pretty big lie. That sure is. <clears throat> Has she? Did she ever forgive you? Has she gotten over that? Well, maybe kind of. she's fifty now, so I hope. Okay. So. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Thanks <laughs> now a lot. That I've told it on national radio. I, <laughs> you started it all over again. Maybe start 
starting all over again. Yeah. You know, that's one of the thanks, things. Mary. That we're, thanks, Mary. That's one of the things that we're finding out, though, that that uh, is kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that too often about families, but because, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I mean, families. You're right. Ugh. Yeah. But it's really entertaining how family members, and we've got stories about my brother and my sister, and my mom used to sing this, and my, mm-hmm. you know, this, and how it brings families together, because that's what you remember. Yeah. Right? You hear a song, yeah. and, and you get together, or it's coming, you know, it's going to be the holidays soon, bite my tongue, right around the corner. The, right around the corner for the holiday season mm-hmm. and uh you know people get together and that's what they talk about right they don't have, nobody wants to talk about trump right. yeah. or the or rocket man or fat little fat douche in i North sure Korea. don't i me either <laughs> i don't me either i want to talk about the song that my mom screwed up for 20 years yeah and what's the point we have less than 24 hours to live anyhow so right we're good right oh so no holiday no holiday season. period this year uh, so you don't have to decorate angie in utah you're on the blaze hi hi Pat, how are you good Good. So, I'll, um, do you know the song "Sweet Dreams"? It's yes. Like the 1990s yeah. song. The so Yeah. The original lyrics say, "Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be abused." And growing up, that song would play on the radio all the time. And 9/11 had just happened, but that song had always disturbed me because I thought that they said, "Osama bin Laden wants you." Osama bin Laden wants to be abused. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a horrible song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been. That would have been a horrible song. Yeah. Wow. Angie, are you okay now? Yeah, I'm okay now. I, Very I traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Uh, Doug in Virginia. Hi, you're on The Blaze. I just want you to know, love the show. Thank you. And, uh, and love the network. It's awesome. Uh, I just want you to know, uh, many years ago, back in the 80s, uh, you know, there's a Tina Turner song, I believe, that says, every picture tells a story, don't it? So uh, that song was playing on the radio, and a buddy of mine and I were driving <clears throat> down the road, and he's just belting out the lyrics to the song, except when it came to that line, he belted out, every witch is just a lonely stoner. <laughs> what? Jeez. And and I looked at him and I was like, "What did uh, you just say?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm just singing the song." I was like, "No, no, no, man! It's every picture tells a story, don't it?" But he was crushed. He had no idea that that was the, <laughs> that was not he the was, real oh, lyric. He it was pretty lyrics. married to the witch lyrics, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. really disappointing. That her habit. Yeah, that was uh, that was what he was stuck to. So, I mean, did, did you let him? Yeah, did you let him continue using the witch lyrics? No, I like I said, I, I you, now man. looking back, I realized like, man, I probably should just cut my mouth shut. Yeah. Just, just let him sound like yeah. an idiot to everybody. Yeah. For the next few decades. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. Ashley in Arkansas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat. It's great to talk to you. You too. Um one day we were at home and at our church we sing Victory in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard it. But oh. when it gets to the line, he plunged me to victory. My five-year-old was singing, he punched me to victory. <laughs> so, like, Jesus would have punched him to victory? Yes. Yeah, that would be a strange occurrence for, for Jesus, I would think. Yes, definitely. Yes. So. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Uh, 888-933-93, 888-933-93. Uh, in Utah, let's go to Scott. Hey, Pat. Hey. How's it going? Doing good. Uh, there's a song by craig morgan called what i love about sunday and there's a part in the song where it says 35 cents off a ground round baby cut that coupon out 
My brother used to hear it. 35 cents off a brown brown. Baby, cut that cue ball down. You could never understand the song. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know the song, the oh, lyric, my gosh, or the artist. Yeah, you're, talking about, uh, you're talking about what I love about Sunday. <laughs> right? Who is the artist again? Uh, Craig Morgan, the country song. Okay, that's there's your problem. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not as up on my country music as I probably oh, should be. Yeah. Well, Craig Morgan. Yeah, Craig Morgan. I mean, is he a big country artist, Craig Morgan? Uh, he used to be. I'm not sure he, he is anymore. I don't mm. really listen that much anymore. All right. Thanks, Scott. Ron in Michigan. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Got hey. one for you. For years, I was confused about why one band would promote another. And until about four years ago when my wife corrected me, I thought it was give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll. But it was give me the give me the people to free my beat boys, right? Yeah, he says give me the. I thought it was give me the beach boys. Give me the beach boys. That kind of works, actually. Yeah, Yeah, that still kind of works. Yeah, (laughs) it kind of does. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Colleen in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How are you? Doing good. Um. So um, I've been a big Def Leppard fan my entire life and over the years. I like Def um, Leppard, too. I, I do, actually. I like them. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. You don't and like Def Leppard? Wait a minute. we gotta, we got to flesh this out with Jeffy, who is – he's got no taste. He's got – I know. He's got, well, what do you are you going to say Def Leppard's not good? Are, is that what you're going to try to tell us? Yes. Come on, Jeffy. You are – you're pathetic. He has nowhere else to go. I mean, he's already at the bottom. He has nowhere right? else to go. That's right. So, That's exactly right. I mean, Mom, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what so anyway, What leopard song well, did you uh, misunderstand? Well, over the years, I've come to find out that there's been many lyrics I've misheard from them. Okay. But specifically, um, bringing on the heartache, or excuse me, bringing on the heartbreak, um, the very first line where it says, gypsy sitting looking pretty, yeah. uh, broken rose with laughing eyes. I would yeah. say broken nose with lightning eyes. <laughs> that still works. <laughs> then, yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, in the song uh, Rocket, in the chorus, it says, rocket, yeah, satellite of love. But I would say, rocket, yeah, say that you like my love. <laughs> so, it's still not too then, bad. No. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not terribly then, embarrassing. You know, I always thought that at the beginning of <clears throat> Rock of Ages, you know, Gunther Glieben, Glock, and Globen had some mysterious meaning, too, and I always wanted to find it out. <laughs> and then you were disappointed to find out it's just then, gibberish. It's just, it's, they got tired of saying one, two, three, four. Right, and... so they just counted in German. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, all right, but thanks, But the numbers in German. Anyway, thank you so <laughs> much. Appreciate it. You know, I don't understand the beginning of the U2 song Vertigo, where Bono says... Uno, dos, tres, catorce. One, two, three, fourteen? Why wouldn't you just say yeah, quattro? I, I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. But I can't, I, I mean, you have the worst taste on this planet. Are you in, coming back? Th- in food. Oh, stop it. In food, in music, in bands, in movies, everything. Everything. How did this happen? How did it happen? It's just me. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, that, just it's the only way to sum me. it up, right? It's just you. Wait, in food, he I likes mean, everything. What do you mean he has a bad taste? No, he doesn't. Food. He doesn't like bougie sauces. <laughs> he doesn't like anything that's actually delicious. 
<laughs> it's got to be something low rent. It's got to be like McDonald's, and he'll eat whatever McDonald's serves. But if you go to That's any place a little true. bit nicer, nope, That's not he true. doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, skip in Missouri. He's not fighting back. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat, how you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, when I was a kid growing up, uh, my mom drugged me to church, and I know you go to church a lot, too. Yep. And, uh, you know, we used to sing the doxology, you know, praise God from all blessings flow, praise him, all creatures here below. Right. For some reason, I always thought the word creatures was preachers. <laughs> So all preachers here below. All preachers, all, below. All preachers here below. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. And some of them have been yes, they have. below, yes. uh, <laughs> sadly. Thanks, right. thanks, Skip. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. misunderstood lyrics today uh rem's losing my religion let's pee in the corner <laughs> let's pee in the spotlight oh that, i mean that's instead what of that's get. me in the corner that's i can anybody I don't really that. think that no, no i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> the ants are my friends and they're blowing in the wind instead of the answer my friend is blowing yeah. in the wind yeah. terrible song by the way the answer my friend is blowing in the wind Ooh, the, uh, the answer is blowing in the wind I like, I like some of Dylan's stuff do you really How can, is, see that's what I'm saying about you that's what I'm saying there you go no taste <laughs> the guys who can sing and Def Leppard you don't like the guy who can't I, I mean, sing Def you do like is, Def Leppard is what I, uh, what I, Sold 120 million records. Yeah, well, that doesn't make them good, does it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. No. It's part of what makes, makes them good. Makes them successful. Yes, they're very successful because they're good. <laughs> uh, Pearl Jam, Yellow Leadbetter. Yeah, no one knows the line. It's like, yeah. Did you come back to life? <laughs> He's not dead. Eddie Vedder is not dead. You're thinking of uh, uh, what's his face from uh, Nirvana. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, Kurt yeah. Cobain. Oh, Vedder's not Although dead. Although they yet? sound similar. Yeah, they do. That's what... Eddie Vedder, I'm no, sorry. is still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Kurt Cobain is gone. We not, lost him. Not anymore. They don't. Uh, not, Just not, saying, they don't sound the same anymore. No, he's, they don't. Maybe well, back in the day. At the time. I mean, at the time, it, all, that whole Seattle yeah, scene, all of them yeah. sounded exactly the yeah. same. <laughs> I've been abused by my parents. I hate my parents. And that's why I'm screwed up now. I'm about to commit suicide. Now, but wait. It's all the same thing. It all the sure same is. thing. You're a big fan of Black Hole Sun. I know this. I love Black yeah, Hole Sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That but Soundgarden sounded like Pearl Jam, yes, which sounded like Nirvana. Yes, sir. Sounded like everybody else. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a dark time in music, it I sure think. It sure was. A really dark time. 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers Zephyr song. I don't even know that, so I'm not going to bother with that one. Um, yeah. Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Kick a chicken with it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, no way. Really? Come on. Uh, message in a bottle. Think a of that, Will Smith. Yeah, I, mean, look, I know, Will guy. Smith. Look at that career this guy's had, I right? Know. yeah. I mean, that's amazing. You know, DJ, how did that work? It was uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French, and the Fresh Prince. Right. Right? And they had quite a few hits. And yeah. then the movie thing, and he, it worked in that. And it would start with a little Huge. TV. I mean, yeah. he's made a fortune Super in Super talented show. guy. Right. Read, read this one like you're uh, singing the song Jeremy by Pearl Jam. That's kind of funny. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy's voting for president. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's voting for president. <laughs> Jeremy's voting for president. for president. Let me see what else that thing has. That's funny. Okay. That is funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, Linda in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. I'm, I'm calling in on a show. I mean, uh, on a a song from the Mormons in the Mormon. It's called Put Your Shoulder to the Wheel. I know it long. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your, and do your duty with a heart full, full of song. song. Right. We all have we work. We all have work. Let no one no shirt. One shirt. Mm-hmm. It's what I knew for decades until <laughs> I had to leave the song. Uh-oh. And then it's I thought catchy. it was just jerk. You thought it was jerk? I thought it was shirt, okay. but the word was shirk. You thought it was shirk, but the word was shirk? No, no, no. I <laughs> thought the word was shirt. Oh, okay. Shirt. Okay. Shirt. Yeah. Off. All right. You don't have anybody's shirt. <laughs> so for, as a young little kindergarten, I was singing it completely wrong for decades. Wow. And so I had direct. Had to it, so. Nobody great. had the heart to tell you, hey, kid. Yeah. Hey, stupid. <laughs> of course, that wouldn't be very nice in church, no, would it? <laughs> hey, stupid. That's not no, what I we're saying. Doing. I was right. singing it loud. <laughs> Somebody better tell her parents that she's stupid. Yeah, it's a good thing I don't go to your ward because I would have said, hey, stupid. It's not exactly. shirt. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate it. Uh, Edward in Idaho, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Doing good. Um, Katy Perry has a new song out that for the first month she was out, I kept thinking she was saying, don't be afraid to catch fish, <laughs> but apparently it's don't be afraid to catch feels to catch. And I think she's just choking on her liberalism when she sings. And that's why it comes out sounding like fish. Okay. I mean, I don't know that song. Is it, is it brand new? Yeah, it just came out this summer. It gets yeah. a lot of play on the pop stations. So, are you a big Katy Perry fan? No, but my seven-year-old daughter is. Hey, okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's, that was my a good daughter. out, Edward. That was a good. That's out a real right good out. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. <laughs> no, it's my daughter. Yeah. My, my daughter. I gotta yeah. tell you, Ed, I struggled Appreciate through the, the Katy Perry videos with my daughter as well. Okay, I, so here's here's the thing that people have to know. Okay, if the camera was not on Jeffy, and I don't think it was at the time. Jeffy's nodding his head to Katy Perry. Yes, I'm a big fan, but he hates Def Leppard. I mean, what kind of moron are you? Katy Perry. What kind? <laughs> uh, well, a really big one. 
<laughs> I think oh. we've established that, haven't oh, we? I guess we so have. So, uh, honestly, do you like Carrie, Katy Perry's I mean, music? I, I, or is it just you like to look more, at her? Is that all it is? Well, yes. yes. I, I enjoy okay. the view of Katy Perry from uh-huh. time to time. But do you also like her um, music? There's some stuff that's pretty good, yeah. I mean, you know, my daughter has forced me to enjoy some of her work, and it's it's worthy. Is, wait, your daughter forces you to enjoy Katy Perry's yeah, work? Yeah, I mean, I watch videos with her, listen to the music with her when we're in the car. You know, that's what you she, watch videos while you're in the she car. Has, hmm. Is she driving? What's going on? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So wait a minute, though. She says, "Dad, you have to enjoy Katy Perry." No, she doesn't say I have to enjoy it, but I do. Maybe we should stop. We we shouldn't delve into the the depths of the life of Jeff Fisher. It's just not. It's not a good safety it's tip. Not. It's not. Right? You're going to find man. out all kinds of stuff you just don't want to know. I, I'm happy to go there. <laughs> no. I'm um, happy to go there. I, I don't think we will. I don't want to either. Uh, 888-933-93. Robert in Florida. Uh, where in Florida are you, Robert? Hi, hi, Pat. Love hey, you, man. Thank you. What, what part of Florida do you live in? I live in uh, Clearwater. And were nice. you guys uh, affected much by the hurricanes? No. It, it, it missed you? Um, yeah, we had some pretty rough times. Yeah, the but... tree fell on our house. Oh, did you really? It was crazy. Yeah. But as far as tree, as far as most of the storms, wow. I mean, the Tampa Bay area was uh, pretty Mostly fortunate. Dur- pretty fortunate for that Mass- storm to come through. Massive there. power outages. Massive. For how long? Um, some people still don't have it. Wow. Wow, that sucks. In the heat of Florida? Oh, good golly. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's going on it's Texas. been rough. Yeah. I what? had a generator. I made it through it. Good for you. And, uh, Good for you. All right. So boy, wh- I got to go to one for you, Pat. All right. You got a song? Oh, yes. It's Rolling Stones, Angie. Mm-hmm. And it starts out where he goes, Angie. And when Angie. he goes, Angie, mm-hmm. my wife goes, I ain't Jed. She goes, I ain't Jed. <laughs> <laughs> years she was doing this, years. That's really funny. And you knew, and did you just be silent all that time, or what? Well, I called her out on it once I heard it. It's <laughs> well, not ain't, I ain't Jed, that's Angie twice, okay? That's a great song, by so, the way. So you, your wife, she stopped drinking now, right? <laughs> yes, she oh, is. She's sober. In defense of Robert's wife there. Thanks, think, Robert. Mick Jagger says, I ain't I mean, he adds that extra, I ain't Yeah. Yes, he does. So but, I'm just saying. But he didn't add, I ain't hey, Jed. Jed. He did not add that part. <laughs> so, and that's, a, that's an awesome song. Sure is. Angie by the Stones. Yeah. That's one of their best songs of all time. I'm not a huge... Are you a big Stones fan? I'm not a big one, but I like I like a lot of their stuff. Yeah, yeah some Beast of Burden. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, miss the you. Stones, right? I mean, the stuff I grew up with, yeah. I like, but I don't like their '60s stuff. Yeah, I like the Stones. And the guys are like they're they're all a hundred and they're still Holy having cow, they're still man. having babies. They're still married to these younger <laughs> they are women. Still I love them. I love them. Yep. I love them. They're my was, kind of people. Was it Bill the? Uh, I forget his last name right now. Uh, Bill Wyman. Yeah, Bill Wyman. Wyman. He just had a not just just had Twitter? a child. Yeah. He's like eighty nine years. Old or something. Yeah, the other Let one. Me, the other what? one did too. Not long ago. He's what? literally in his mid to late seventies. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and twins, I think. And they're still touring, and they're still making yeah. money. I mean, yes. that's incredible. It really is incredible. Good lord. Yeah. Bill Wyman. Let's see. Do the math. Thirty six. Nineteen thirty six. He was born. Okay. Uh, 
70 80. to he's 2000. 80. He's, he's 80. 80. Yeah. yeah, he's 80. So. No, he's going to be 81 in October. There you go. Oh, my god! 80 years old. And when did he become a new daddy? Still cranking up. I think kids. it was last really summer. recently. I think it was last summer. March yeah. of 2016. Yeah. Oh, no, that's prostate cancer. Oh, my wow, gosh. that's amazing. That's Full really recover amazing. from prostate cancer. Okay. Uh, Steve in Michigan. Hi. You're on the blaze. Yeah, I love you guys' the show, man. It's great. Thanks. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks. And uh, I, was, I, was just, I was just talking to my uh, daughter here about a. I remember back in 1980 when the Oak Ridge Boys had that song, Elvira. Yeah. 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 Remember wow, that? Elvira. Yeah, we and my sister were, were singing it, Elvira. And my mother looked at us. She goes, How can you say that? And I go, What do you mean, Mom? Hellfire up. Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> Hellfire. I actually like that better than Elvira. Oh, that's great. That reminds me of one. Uh, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Uh, I, how I hated that song. And Elvira. That, that was the death of Top 40 music, by the Whoa. way. In the early '80s, I mean, Top 40 has gone through some through some really Turmoil? ugly periods of time. The tumultuous days of uh, Top some 40, tumultuous times. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was one of them. When they started playing songs like Elvira on a Top 40 station, <laughs> of course you're going to lose listeners. Hello. Really bad. And then the Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton oh, thing. Man. Oh my oh. gosh. What a disaster. Right. What a disaster. I used to beg programmers, please, cow. please don't play that. Let's not play that song. And they would. And uh, it killed it. <laughs> killed it. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. That Elvira story from our last caller reminded me of a story. Uh, I was working at a radio station um, in Great Falls, Montana, early in my career. And uh, I was music director, and Foreigner had just released a song called Urgent. And I put it in the playlist because I knew it was a hit. I knew that baby. I mean, everyone knew it was a hit. And... uh, We started playing the song because I put it in the rotation. Program director comes in while I'm playing the song for the first time. He's like, what is this? I said, it's the new hit by Foreigner. He's like, we've got to ban that song. We can't play play that song. I'm like, why can't we play that song? Because he's saying virgin, virgin? Well, first of all, even if he was saying so, it's a virgin, virgin, so what? The virgin emergency. So what? <laughs> His virgin, virgin emergency. <laughs> so virgin. I mean, so. So what? What would that mean? How what, would that be awful? I mean, Madonna had already done her vir- so, like a virgin, right? So I said, no, not yet. No? Not by that time. Uh-uh. So I said, well, first of all, all right, so. name of the song is Urgent. And he's singing urgent. <laughs> but even if it was, well, they're not saying that. Well, people are going to think it. they are. But they're not. <laughs> just goes to show you, uh, there's another reason Top 40 failed. Stupid programmers. <laughs> but people think it. 
but they're, they're not. not. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was. We'll correct. We'll correct my Rolling Stones. It was Ronnie Wood who had the twins. Ron Wood, okay, had the twins, and Jagger had a little baby girl uh, in early sixteen or late. 15, Holy too, cow! So, so Jagger seventy three, seventy four. Ron, Ron Wood had, had twins. twins. How long he's, ago? Look, he's only sixty nine. Oh, he's a spring that, chicken. Right? Wow, that's a big difference between him and Wyman. Yeah, but I looked up Bill wow. Wyman, and he has a 55-year-old child and a 19-year-old child. That yeah. must make uh, holidays awkward. A Thir- little 31-year gap between siblings. Uh, they all get along. They love each other. Oh, he's rockers. And, oh, you know, Jeffy him. admires them because <laughs> them. they're 89, and they got a 19-year-old wife. I love them. That's, <laughs> that's your dream. I, I know it's them. your dream. I know it is. You don't even have to say it. Shut up. <laughs> Andy in Texas. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, hey. Uh, I hear you talking about uh, a foreigner a lot, and I know you're a big fan. Yes, I am. But Kansas belongs in the Hall of Fame long before foreigner. Oh, does. not before oh. foreigner. No. Now, look, I like Kansas, but come on. You can't even compare those two bands. That's a, you're I right. Foreigner, so. <laughs> foreigner is far superior and far more successful Yes, and sold far more records than Kansas ever did and far more influential uh, than Kansas oh, as well. Uh, but you know, I but I I you know uh, I wouldn't argue with man, Kansas just, going. Are you just pulling that out? Or are you basing that on something? Come on, Pat. No, look no, it that's up. A fact, no, you Google man. it. You Google Those it. Those are facts. Google foreigner hits yeah. and see how many there are, and then Google Kansas hits <laughs> and see how many there are. Yeah, and plus uh, just by uh, notoriety and fan base. I mean, oh that's, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, foreigners much yes. bigger. Yeah. But I would not. I wouldn't either. Kansas I would was not great. fight Kansas going in. I yeah. like them, and I love Carry On Wayward Son. Appreciate the call, thanks, Andy. That's a must for any guitar player. You got to learn Carry On Wayward Son. Uh, great song. That's right? a great I mean, song. How, how can you it's not? one of the all-time classics. Yes. One of the all-time. I mean, classics. That song starts. There's no way you cannot <clears throat> not listen. to You it. have to listen. You to have it. to. It's a law. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to sell it, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it Marla or yeah, Marla in California? Hi, you're on the Blaze. Hi, Pat. Brother Gray, I should say. Hi, Jeffy. I love you. I love you, too. Oh, thank you. Hey, I just want you to know a funny one from uh, Kenny Rogers. Uh I don't remember the name of the song, but there was a line. It was very slow and sweet where she lay sleeping. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my boys, always in the van, we had the tape on. And um, they would sing along, and they would sing as she lays string beans. (laughs) <laughs> well, she lays string beans. And we used to say, how can she lay string beans? And That's really funny. Say, I That's don't great. know. How do chickens lay eggs? I guess she lays string beans. <laughs> but I used that is really good. Uh, the song is She Believes in Me, by the way. Yeah, she uh, it's a beautiful oh, song. Cow. Beautiful song. And Pat, you'll get yeah. this one. I used to do lots of roadshow songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids would hear the songs on the radio, and they'd say, Mom, that's your song you wrote, but they're singing the wrong words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Hey, right. I love you guys. Thanks, Marla. Have a great day. Appreciate it, you, too. That reminds me of a well, song. Well, she lays yeah. string beans. Uh-huh. She should have the kids. <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Bob Dylan did Lay, Lady, <clears throat> Lay, Lady, Lay. Mm-hmm. And Carrie tells me how she grew up thinking that um, it was... Uh, Lay, 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 lady, lay, lay across my, my big brass bed. Right, she thought it was big ass bed. That's what she thinks. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's, That's funny. funny. And especially at that time period, that wouldn't have been played on the radio. No, right. not a chance. You know, if you if you 
if you're not going to play a song that's called Urgent, but you think it sounds like Virgin, and you're going to ban it for that reason, uh, you certainly can't. People will think that. Yeah, you certainly. We can't yeah, but play they're that. not. <laughs> uh, Savannah, hi, you're on the blaze. Hey guys, how's it going? Y'all are cracking me up Good. today. Thanks. Great to great to have you. Okay, so this is prefaced with you know the compliment that there's a, a doe-eyed girl or something. So there's a, a band called the Lumineers, and they're pretty big, and they had a song that I thought that he was singing in the, the chorus, Oh, Oh, Philly Eyes. And I was like, that's a really strange compliment to pay somebody, but I guess it's like doe-eyed. Well, I actually saw the title of the song, and it is Ophelia. So I was way off. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is, are the Lumineers, is that an Irish band? You know, I don't familiar, know, but, but... They, it's just hit after hit with them right now. They're pretty big. Really? Yeah, I think that's one of my son's favorite bands. Yeah, yeah well, I think so. Yeah. Not big enough for me to actually bother to know the, the name of the song. <laughs> and it's I've sung it in front of my husband I don't know how many times, and he's never corrected me, so he's probably the one on the other side laughing quietly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, you, you, absolutely. In fact, he called earlier. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> they're apparently from Denver, by the way. Okay, they're not Irish. Uh, Tommy in Tennessee. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello. Hey, Tommy. Go ahead. Hey, how are you guys? Doing good. Uh, I was calling about the songs. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a grunge era kid, and uh, so I listen to a lot of uh, Nirvana and Bush. And okay, yeah, yeah. you like that period then. We were just disparaging. Yeah, we were just disparaging your time period, yes. but <laughs> yes, I, but we're not yeah, your it, age. It very, so it was a very dark and dirty time. Yeah, it, yes, was. it was. But uh. I, I I didn't know how to wash my hair. I think <laughs> my biggest problem. <laughs> you were not alone. But, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Me and all my friends. But I'm riding down the road, and uh, of course, you know, I, I got all all my Nirvana CDs in here, and I, I pop one in, and uh, you know, the song smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's playing, and I'm listening to my my daughter in the back. You know, she's eight years old, and she's singing along with it, and I'm. I'm picking up that she's not getting the words right. And, you know, where it says, uh, here we are now, entertain us. Um, yes. And she says, uh, she says, here they are now, baked potatoes. Yeah. They are stupid <laughs> and they're tasteless. And, I mean, she's going on like this. And I'm, wow. I'm not saying anything. I'm just listening to you her. You shouldn't because it so, makes you know, the song better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you ever tell her? It. Did you ever tell her? I still. She's probably at home. She listens to you. Can you believe this? Oh, wow. She How old is she? On iHeartRadio. She's oh, about to be great. nine next month. Wow. What's her name? I, it's fantastic. Uh, Savea. Savea. Get this. She'll come home and she'll say, Dad, did you hear what Pat said today? <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, wow. what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're I mean, raising a bright child. Uh, thanks, Tommy. I mean. Her, her misunderstood lyrics notwithstanding. Here we are now, baked potatoes. I mean, that's good. I, like that. I mean, it is. It does make the song better. Yeah. It, it I mean, I, it smells like Teen Spirit. I mean, it was pretty, nobody yeah, wa- was nobody wants to say songs. anything about uh, you know parents playing Nirvana for their chill, eight-year-old children, but yeah, perhaps we should have that looked into. <laughs> Hi, Savea. <laughs> uh, Mary in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Yeah, hi. hi. Uh, going back to misunderstood John Lennon songs, uh-huh. or not John Lennon songs, Elton John songs. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had a friend 
I kid you not, the line, lay me down in sheets of linen, mm-hmm. she is belt, She was belting out at the top of her lungs, lay me down in sheets of lemon. And I was like, <laughs> how does that make any sense? And it, it doesn't have to. Like, yellow sheets, you know, some yellow colored sheets. And I was like, no, it's linen, the fabric. <laughs> she, she just looked at me and she was like, who would want linen sheets? Linen is an itchy fabric. It's interesting, though, how that doesn't have to make sense to you. No, it, it just, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's a song, appreciate the call, Mary. I was singing it on the way home. It was on XM, Sirius XM, and I I forget what it was, but it was on the, because uh, I only pretty much listen to the 70s channel, because huh. I'm a throwback, and uh, huh. there's no good music anymore. Um, <laughs> and that's true, actually. And that is true. That is true. That is a, that's a fact. True. Yeah, you heard the latest it, Katy Perry. <laughs> that's mean. exactly what I'm talking about. There's no good songs anymore. <laughs> And the whole song, I, I forget which one it was, but, but it's super popular, and I've sung it my whole life, and I don't know any of the lyrics, not one. So I'm obviously making them up, and they're wrong. Right. But you're just kind of mumbling the words the as it goes along. The song's still great, though. The song's still great. still great to you. In fact, it might be greater because it hasn't worn on me because I don't know what they're talking about. Right, because as soon as they start, as soon as you find out, you, right. know, you know they're talking about something that's going to piss Then you off. get beat down. Yes. And it's in your head, and you're th- you're thinking it all the time. Yes. But when you can't understand the lyrics, the lyrics aren't in your head, which is good because I have that terrible disease where oh, something stays in my head. I'll wake up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason, and start thinking of song a song from Sh- Sammy Johns in 1975, it, it Chevy Van. It is a disease. Why? It's a horrific disease. Oh, I hate it. A horrific disease, and it, I and hate it, it. it you can. You can think it's gone. Mm-hmm. You think it's gone after <laughs> right. a couple of days. Yeah. And somebody you will get up say, in the morning or nobody even has to say anything. No, that's to what me I'm saying. You'll, you'll hop in the car and you'll pass a van mm-hmm. and it's back. Yeah. I there see. goes Sammy John, Chevy van again. I hate that. I mean, it's just, it's there. I, I got to listen to horrific. it. I got to listen to it to rinse it out. Oh, mm-hmm. well. And then you try that and after eight, that makes it worse for thousand me. times. Wait, it makes it it's worse. still there. Yeah. 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 Di- Diane in Tennessee. Hi. You're on you're on the blaze. Hey Pat. Hey Hi. Steffi. Um Hi. hey, growing up, um the the old Taylor Dane song, I think from the eighties, um, Don't Rush Me, I think yeah. that's what it was called. Yep. Yeah. So growing up my my brother would sing that as your roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> your roast beef. That's funny. Oh yes. man. Taylor Do you still Dane. let him sing that? Do you still let him sing it that yes. way? Yeah, you need to. Uh, well, we do as a joke now. We, it's kind Let's of like see, the ongoing that's, was, I, that's exactly, really fun. That's yeah, exactly. What I was that's really about. fun. All yeah. right, appreciate it. Thanks, Diane. Uh, Taylor Dane, one of the worst artists in mankind's Ever. history. Just so bad. Oh my gosh. We're together on that. Come on now. How about that? How about that? What about Except S- that. Wait a minute. There was what? What about Celine Dion? There Somebody was the one had, song. What one song? That's with you. Your roast beef. That messing. was the one song that was great. <laughs> when she sang your roast beef. Yeah, your roast beef. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Celine Dion? Yeah, I don't like Celine. You you like Celine Dion? Not really, no. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Having a little fun. Having a little fun on this, the final day of existence in the world. Uh, 
<laughs> it's predicted by the numerologist tomorrow's beginning of Armageddon. And so we're not going to be able to have fun after that, I wouldn't think, right? Because No, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. It's There's going to be, be uh, wars and flatulence everywhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's something. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, what? There's flatulence everywhere. You know I mean, there's said. already that when you're around Jeffy, but we won't go down that road. 888 <laughs> I'm just bringing a fan if I bother So you. we've what just been know? having some fun with uh, misunderstood lyrics, but also this Elizabeth Warren thing. Did you see? Somebody actually confronted her. How long did that go on? I mean, because the Elizabeth Warren thing, because I heard I heard some edited clips of that going mm-hmm. on. But I mean, you, I'm not sure you know how, much, how long it actually how edited went on? this is, but he he tried for at least one minute to get her That's to answer the question. Fantastic. Because she's a huge socialist and she rails against the wealthy all the uh, time. She was built on that. Built on it. It's what got her the sen- to the yes. Senate. It's what gets her mentioned as a potential presidential candidate. So anyway, this this reporter actually confronted her about her hypocrisy. Good. How can you rail against the one percent when in sense you are and live like the one percent? So let me make clear, I wasn't born in Cambridge. I was. Um, that wasn't the question, pumpkin. No, it was not, baby. Hey, Putin, we don't care if you were born into the wealth or not. Most people, the vast majority of people who are wealthy now, were not born Correct. into it, and yet you still you still rail on them. The point is that in America, because of capitalism, not your socialist stuff, because of capitalism, you have the opportunity to become You can be wealthy. born outside of wealth. And still make and it. Still, yeah. And still succeed. It's not a class society. It's not a caste system. It's it, This is the land of opportunity. Born into a family where my daddy had one job Idiotic. after another. He ended up as a janitor. My mom worked a minimum wage job at Sears. Again, we're not. Again, I ended up graduating from a commuter college that cost $50 a semester. And I became a special needs teacher. Those opportunities Those opportunities are not available in America today. Yes, they are. First of all, are they maybe a little bit harder because of governmental regulation? Yes, but it's your it's your political system that's hurting us, not ours, not the one we're supposed to have. But yes, those are still available today. What are you talking about? Nobody's getting rich today. Are and the opportunities for for going to college and getting out and, and getting a job? It's really unbelievable. Uh, they're not available today. It's despicable Stop. lies. Mansion in Cambridge, do you not? It's worth north of $2 million. I had opportunities because America invested in kids like me, and that's the reason I'm in public office. What do you mean? What? American? No, I know. But you're part of the 1%. What I mean is I'm part. You don't see the the hypocrisy there? It's not hypocrisy. You're a billionaire. What this is about is whether you believe in opportunity or not. I believe in opportunity. Yeah. It's because we believe in opportunity that we don't rail on the people who have taken advantage of the opportunities Hmm. and have succeeded in our society. It's unbelievable. This woman uh, lives in a $5.4 million mansion in Massachusetts. Five and a half million almost. Uh, Also, she, you know, she's the one who lied on her, uh, on her exam or she lied on her, um, Application, application for for the it was a Harvard gig, right? I think so. Yeah. And she said that she she was Native American. <laughs> Big chief. <laughs> uh, no. Now no, I don't no. know where her money comes from, and I, I don't really care. But it's fascinating to me 
how many hypocrites there are in the Democrat Party. Absolutely. They want to, well, and unbelievable. Right, and their deal is they, they, I got mine. I'm going to close the door behind me and screw you. That's exactly what it is. And I just, I don't under have the, any patience for that. Under the guise of, <clears throat> we need to take care of everyone. Under the guise of, we need to take care of everyone and everyone needs to have a fair share, but. Everyone mm-hmm. needs a fair share so that they can't get my shares. Right. Is what they're talking about. That's right. And I'm going to close the door here because we can't make my success available to you. It's absolutely, it's amazing mm-hmm. that they can't see. Well, I mean, and you, you've talked about it before, is the pie. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm making a food reference and it's a surprise right. that I remembered it. <laughs> yeah. But there isn't one pie. <clears throat> right. There, guess what? There's another pie. There's another. You bake another pie. Oh, we it's, had a listener point out. Yeah, bake another pie. It's um, let's see. Capitalism. Let's see. Communism is. Oh, look. There's just one pie. Uh, capitalism is pie uh, shop. There's a pie shop where you keep Thank baking you. them. Yeah, it's another good example of, or analogy is the ocean. You know, mm-hmm. you go, you back your truck up to the ocean and yeah. you take a bunch out. There's still a lot. Oh, <laughs> okay? a lot there. Yeah. There's still a whole ocean yeah. there, and the ocean doesn't even notice you took it out. Right. <laughs> But But well, there's an ocean of wealth in capitalism, Mm -hmm. and the fact that Bill Gates is worth seventy-two billion dollars, and I'm not, doesn't hurt me one bit. Doesn't hurt me an iota. In fact, it helps me because he creates jobs for people, and that makes the economy better. Hmm. I mean, but what? What what do you? How does? How does somebody making more than me and a lot more than me? How does that hurt my existence in any way? But nobody will explain that. Pat. Nobody will address well, they can't, that because you it can't. doesn't. Because right. it doesn't. It just it doesn't. doesn't. In fact, it 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 helps you. The income inequality nonsense is one of the biggest BS uh, issues in our in our lifetime. Sure is. But wait a minute, Pat. At some point, don't you have enough ocean? Hmm? No. Okay. No. No, you don't. Uh, okay. For Barack Obama, the answer is yes, but <laughs> no. Uh, Brad in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, just want to say I'm a, I'm a listener from day one. Great. Okay? Thank you. So you've been here the full two weeks? The full two weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whole day. Thank, you, Thank you very much. That Brad. is commitment, my friend. That is commitment. I'm just kidding. I, I love you guys, and I've been listening to you guys for a long time. Thanks, pretty. Um, appreciate it. I had, I had a funny lyric for you, and then I had another piece I wanted to speak on. But uh, growing up, my sister thought that Elton John's Tiny Dancer, she he was actually saying, Tony Danza. I love yeah, that. I love that. I do too. So there really closer, is somebody who Tony. believed that. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we let her. We let her go on with it for a long time before we finally told her it was actually Tiny Dancer. That's really Good funny. For you. That's great. <laughs> Good for but, you. Uh, Did she take I'm it well? 30... No, she was not. Happy. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm 33 and unfortunately considered a millennial, and I just wanted to kind of hit on something. Um, Obviously, the study's true. You know, the guy who's got a nine-year-old daughter who's listening to your show, apparently we are raising the most conservative generation ever. Uh-huh. Good. So, yeah. Yes. We've got that going for us, guys. Yes, that is great. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. But in order to com- to keep them conservative, we've got to be uh, sharing a lot of input with them. We've got to find out what they're hearing at school, <clears throat> compare it to what we believe, and and then act accordingly like if they're learning uh yeah we can't just toss that them off socialism the is the way to go uh you might want to fill them with some of the benefits of capitalism and some of the downfall of socialism uh and you know emphasize the fact that socialism communism is responsible for the deaths of 100 million people on this planet 
Uh, let's go to Jeff in Washington. Hey, Jeff, you're you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Listen, uh, my, my wife uh, decided she really liked your show, so she wanted me to tune in to Pat Gray on Leash. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yep, that's is it really true? Yeah, that's really yeah, funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Have good. you have you have you broken the news to her yet? Or? No. Well, good. She, she figured it out. Okay. Oh. Good. Good. All and, right. Well, it's written. I think at the my, uh, at the top of the show every hour. It's kind of there in. Well, words. if you're watching on Blaze TV. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you know. and then uh, my young son, as a little seven-year-old. Uh, loved that Linda Ronstad song. It's so easy to fall in mud. <laughs> nice, and it is. It is when you think about it. Yes, it is. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate that. Remember when Linda Ronstadt was a big deal? Huge, and then she became this huge lefty. Started huge. spouting off on political issues, and like, okay, we're done with happened. you. We're yeah, done with you now. Okay, right? Oh. Is she still alive? I, as far yes, as I know, is. she I is. Just, yes, yes. <laughs> but she was married to. Wasn't she married to Jerry Brown at one point, the governor of California? Point, she may have been at one point in her life. I think she was. So no wonder she became a lefty because it doesn't get much more left no. than Jerry Brown. I mean, he's still cranking. All right. Well, enjoy the next, like, 21 hours mm. because, obviously, game over. it's the apocalypse and game over uh, tomorrow. Now... Barring that, which is unlikely, we'll be back here on Monday. Oh, you might as well. Don't but plan I, it. Don't. I wouldn't count on it. No. Don't count on it. So enjoy the rest of your life. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Drive safe. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.